Sure. An impromptu show, might I add, with me and my wonderful sidekick uh, and, and short friend, Ed. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. Sidekick? Yeah. I, the mo- I'm the one who hit you up and was like, do you want to do a show? <laughs> Not having my good name aligned. No, of course, of course. Ed, how are you? I don't think the, 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 the loving crowds and wandering masses have seen you in a while. What, what, what's been going on in Edwell? Um, I have been prepping for teams by playing as many games as possible. Tonight is the first night in four nights I haven't played a game. So that's cool. I'm getting a break. And by a break, uh, we're talking about 10th edition because someone's taken pictures in the car. They were on the run from Games Workshop's legal team and uh, they've they've leaked them to the public. So that's that's very fun. I, I, I love that we, we should definitely create like a narrative around this person. And, uh, Did you see the pictures? They, they they're genuinely taken rules. on someone's cat uh, lap in their car. So uh, I'm, yeah, that is that is the truth, and I will hear you know I'll brook no arguments to the fact that the, you know Games Workshop sent the arbites after them, arbites, however you meant to pronounce it. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, well, that's one thing I hate about leaks. I hate when people take le- take pictures of leaks and like the sun in the picture. Oh or, yeah, like, yeah. Or maybe like do the, it, the... do it so we can read it. Oh yeah, I mean, just go, you know, just you know, find find some nice lighting, maybe a studio, take some pictures. You know? I, I think they've they've done a pretty good job with these ones. Um, I don't know about you, I can't really be on my phone much at work, not because I'm not allowed, just I don't have time. I'm you know on the phone to customers all day, so I've had a skim through, but I haven't had an in-depth read. So it'll be interesting to see which bits I've misinterpreted. Um, as we've gone through and i'll read it i'm like oh shit that's way different to what i expected yeah uh, how about yourself have you given these a good read through no not at all not at all excellent we uh, can work this I... shit out together then my man uh, no absolutely i i'm i'm like a like a baby bird i much prefer the information like eaten by another bird and then spat into my mouth like that's that's how i like to digest my information um i like, someone to, I like tell to uh I, I like to think for myself and come up with my own opinions but you know different different styles man <laughs> No, I like to take other people's opinions and slit them online. That's my role. Oh, the, that's my that's, vibe. See, that's the safer option. You can yeah, never absolutely. be wrong if all you're doing is criticizing other people's opinions. Oh, man, you got my vibe. So, you, you... And that's why you're here. I'm going to give my opinions and you're going to criticize me. And uh, I'm ready for it. So I believe I am sharing screen now. You should be able to see. Let's have a look. Can you confirm that I am sharing screen? I don't oh, know. I can, exactly. oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, there we go. Okay. It's on. Maybe, it's maybe. On. Oh, boom. Look at that. We can. Fantastic. Is this illegal, Ed? Is this legal? <laughs> yeah, we haven't signed any NDAs. Um, oh, fair. So, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and I'm sure many people have, have done the same. Maybe if so... we like, intercut it with pictures of, like, from other pictures from your phone, like, you taking selfies and stuff maybe just we can pass my leg in the car well. where i took the picture <laughs> yeah, yeah. no eddie it wasn't you yeah no uh, i did go for a job as a rules writer uh they didn't they didn't even get back to me which was you know fine um, you cheated on the application 
<laughs> no, I did have a moment of heartbreak when because it was leading up to the January data slate, and they gave all Space Marines free weapons, and I was like, "Fuck! I hope I didn't suggest that." And I went back and I was like, "No, tactical Marines can have free heavy weapons." That's what I suggested, so I'm I'm in the clear. But no, um, I'm just I'm looking at the I'm looking at the view here, and your head is entirely obscured by your name. So if you just want to like push your camera down a little bit, people can actually see you rather than just your name. Let's see if I can. there you go. A little bit more. Uh, you know what? That's fine. I've got the wrong Don't worry, Don't worry about it. I there think you go. I should have fixed it. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Cool. I'm just I'm looking at the thumbnail of a thumbnail. So uh... <laughs> cool. Anyway, moving anyway. on. Um, we uh, I think you wanted to actually do something with your evening. So let's blast through these uh, because the faster we go, the more things will get wrong. And if I know anything about internet engagement, saying the correct thing doesn't really nobody cares spicy take get some opinions say something wrong now that's where people people come and dogpile you and tell you you're dog shit get so, those comments absolutely those comments. yeah get in the comments tell me that i haven't got a clue what i'm talking about really looking forward to it um oh we do actually have some viewers it looks like there's a huge penis shadow we, are, Thanks, we have a good Morris. friend of the show uh, uh gel Ma maris i don't know if it's gel maris or gel maris i'm gonna go with um Jill. my initial assumption is um gel and yeah. thus that is correct because i could never be wrong so right. let's that. see what i'm wrong about uh, <laughs> so uh the first document because there are two that came out i think there's a lot mm -hmm. of overlap between the two but the first one is the command phase so your command phase is split into two steps in the first both players gain one cp and you resolve any of the command phase rules and in the second you test to see if any of your units are battle shocked so that's interesting. We're going to be keeping the one CP per turn that we've got in 10th edition, uh, 9th edition, sorry. People have been saying that we're going to start with zero CP. I could see that happening. Um, there's less stratagems, makes them more impactful. And we're retaining the gaining command points rule that we've had previously, which is you can only gain one CP per turn outside of the one that you get in the command phase. All entirely reasonable and uh, fairly similar so far. The interesting bit here is that if you have any of the rules that need to be resolved in the command phase, you do so now before progressing to the Battleshock step. Does that mean... I don't know when you score objectives. I'm assuming it's still at the end of the command phase. I think we've probably... Yeah. I would assume I would assume so as well, right? That's 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 the cheeky... The Otherwise, cheeky stuff you'd score your objectives and then Battleshock wouldn't, wouldn't matter at all. Mm. And apparently they want it to matter. Yeah. Word of the street is they want leadership to be a thing. Yeah, let's just assume that you score at the end. Um, that is, that makes sense to me. So Battleshock, it's nice to actually see Battleshock put into words. So mm. in this step, you must take a Battleshock test for each of your units on the battlefield that is below half strength, which is less than half models or half wounds remaining if you are a multi-wound multi single unit model. Um, so then you roll 2d6. If you roll greater than or equal to the best leadership characteristic, the test is passed. Obviously, we've seen the leadership stat change to low is good. It just makes sense. You know, roll big numbers, do better, which seems to be how they want things to go. Uh, otherwise, the test is failed. And until the start of your next command phase, that unit is battle shocked. You lose your objective control, goes to zero. If you fall back, you've got to take a desperate escape which we will get to, but I believe is rolling ones for each model in the unit. Roll a d6 for each model in the unit on a one. You uh, 
take a mortal wound or die, something along those lines. And more importantly, the controlling player cannot use stratagems to affect that unit. That is potentially going to be big. Yeah, yeah I think, especially when we pair that with the Admech one. Uh, I know people have been oscillating between Admech's command ability, where you take mortal wounds at the start of the you know, command phase, and you battle shocks in the first turn if you decide to take them. Um, people are oscillating between that being the most broken thing, which I think is wrong, and completely worthless, which I think is wrong as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Mm. Any thoughts I do like on leadership that? not being like a, a one that you need to roll. I think it's nice that you have to roll high. Like that's yeah. that's what Warhammer is all about, right? You need to roll big numbers, yes. big, it, and all these all those people who have, have those broken, you know, uh, uh, weighted dice for a one, they're gonna have to put those in the bin. So great. <laughs> Won't be uh, having any of that shenanigans at Coventry this year. Indeed. Um, although I believe that was for the first turn roll off because they wanted to go second, but. <laughs> Very nice. So, oh, here we go. Starting strength. So it is, uh, if you have a starting strength of one, one model, then you're below half strength while you have less than half your remaining wounds. Makes sense. And for any other unit, it is if you have less than half the remaining models. Ten man unit, if you've got five models left, you're not below half strength. You've got four, boom, half strength. Nice and easy. Attached units. That is interesting. So some character units have the leader ability, which lets them merge with other units known as bodyguard units. So I guess bodyguards as an actual rule is going away. That would be my assumption. We're not going to see like Tyranid Guard having bodyguard. We'll just see. How am I going to hide my flying hive tyrant, Ed? Well, oh, I don't know about the flying one, but I assume the Warcrant's going to be able to join the tyrant guard as a as an attached unit. So oh. we'll have to see. Um, so the starting strength of the attached unit is equal to the combined starting strength of all the units. So if you have 10 space marines and one captain, it's 11. Nice and easy. If either the leader unit or the bodyguard unit uh, is destroyed, the starting strength of the remaining units change to equal to the original starting strength. Cool. So if you get your character sniped or if he's the last model left alive, he isn't battle shocked because he's on his own. Um, and if you've got, you know, five models left from the space marines, but the leader's been killed, you're not below half strength. Very nice. Uh, for the purposes of rules that are triggered when a unit is destroyed, the rules are still triggered when one of its individual units uh, that are made up of the attached unit are destroyed, the leader of the bodyguard. Cool. So if we see like a grind them down, sort of secondary, kill units, something along those lines, you still get points for both. That all just makes sense to me. Just before we go on, mm -hmm. this all seems reasonably well written. I haven't seen anything that seems glaringly, you know, poorly worded. So that's I nice. mean, maybe they maybe they finally employed a proofreader. That would be, that would be the day. Maybe they had some spare cash left over for all those kids they're going to sell, and they were like, you know what? Maybe we should uh, spell check this shit. Yes, perhaps, um, because there have been. Anyway, moving anyway. on. <clears throat> uh, movement phase: two steps. Move units and reinforcements. Pretty much the same as it is currently, um, although it's codified <laughs> into an actual. So move units, start the movement phase, start your movement phase by selecting one unit and then they can eat, make a normal move, advance or remain stationary if they're not within engagement range. I've read that wrong. And if they're within an engagement range, they can either remain stationary or fall back. Same as it, same as it is currently. You can only advance if you're not in combat. Uh, after you finish moving, select another unit and so on. Once you've moved all units, progress to the reinforcement step. All the same as normal. 
uh, a question. Sorry, I got distracted by a shiny. The casual war gamer says a question that I don't think is in there. Can a leader have it leave a squad and join another? What if his squad is destroyed? Is he forced to run around on his own? Yeah, I think Elmaris is right. I think they have to stay in that unit. I believe that we've seen that in one of the um, one of the Warhammer oh, community cool. posts so far. But we might come to that later on. We'll uh, we'll have a look. <clears throat> So, uh, each time you move a unit, you can move any of its models. The controlling player chooses the order in which to move the models. That seems obvious. I guess that... <laughs> that seems odd. I don't understand why that would be... I guess they're, they're just spelling out everything out. Um, I'm not going to think more about that until <laughs> something comes up. Maybe <laughs> there's ways like Slanesh spells to move your opponent's units again. I don't know if that was oh, a fantasy man, or... Yeah. Yeah, but then it would still be the controlling player. Oh, the controlling player would be the model. Ah, anyway, if you if you go, you get to move the models in whichever order you choose. Prevents arguments. Um, here we go. Interestingly, you can move, you can pivot, and or change its position along any path, same as currently. However, it can be moved over friendly models as if they were not there, if you wish. But it cannot end its move on top of another model. The only exception is. To this is when moving monsters or vehicles they cannot be moved over other friendly monster or vehicle models and must be moved around them instead the distance a model moves is measured along using the part of the base that moves furthest along its path people will still get that wrong uh, <laughs> if a model does not have a base measure using whichever part of the model that moves furthest if i have one wish for 10th edition it is that people move vehicles correctly it's um just just you know don't move through terrain you can't move through so interest here ed right so at the moment, you and you pivot with a with a, bit, a large monster. You know, you mm -hmm. you're making movement. You're taking movement mm -hmm. there. Are you? By I'm reading this, it's saying that you do not uh, use any movement pivoting. Uh, you still would because yeah. it's the part you're measuring basically from a part of the base to another part of the base. Um, so you just move measure the longest distance that you go on. So, for example, here's a here's a model. Oh, it's way too small. Uh, here's a bigger model. Uh, if I pivot it. 90 degrees you'd have to measure you know the one inch that it goes from there to there that part of the base right. so i think it's the same um but realistically pivoting mostly only matters for coolness mm. <laughs> yeah, or if you have fair, like fair, a rectangular fair. model um it definitely does come up what do yeah, you think about moving over other models though yeah i mean all, all your units have the bridge or keyword right uh <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true i guess yeah <laughs> which i i kind of like because um I, well do i like it it's a funny one. It's going to stop. I think this is all to stop junk, right? You know, there's ways to trap people in against things. There's all these kind of things that yeah. we do in the game at the moment. And it's probably a bit of a feels bad moment where you've made an unwitting mistake and now you've trapped your own unit and you're, you're, the, you're the architect of your own demise. And I think that by giving people this, it's probably like giving them an out, making it a bit easier to play the game, which, you know, that can be good. That can yep. also lead to... Uh, to more forgiving play. I don't think it necessarily is too too much of a problem, given that your opponent's models can still block you. I, I'm glad they didn't go down that route. So I think just being able to, you know, if terrain is unforgiving and you're playing Thunderwolves or something, and you go, oh crap, I, you know, I can't, I can't move around here because I've moved this unit first. Um, so I think you're you're right. It does make the game a little more forgiving, but not to a point where I think it actually matters. <laughs> just it means you know when you're on game five and you have a brain fart and you move 
you you tank before you move your infantry and they go oh shit do you mind if i you know move these in the correct order and your opponent goes yeah of course because that's just how people play um yeah good stuff i like that i think that's uh it's an interesting one remain uh -huh. stationary uh if it remains stationary none of its models can be moved for the rest of the phase fine uh i think that it's just good to have that codified in the way that people would ask oh if my heavy weapon doesn't move but the rest of the squad does do i still take the penalties to hit this just clears that up immediately because yeah the, uh, heavy heavy keyword i'm sure just says if the unit remains stationary get plus one to hit. normal move you can move a distance in inches less than or equal to its move characteristic uh some people you know i've played may have to take note of that you can't move double your movement or, or more than half um but no models can be moved within engagement range of enemy models we haven't seen what engagement range is defined as i think it might be a half inch but we will we will see uh, i don't think it's in these leaks and then advanced move is on a d6 other results and then you can move up to that point you cannot shoot or declare a charge in the same turn it advanced up until they add additional rules that break that because that's just how it advances worked forever well, they've already they've already announced that world eaters can do that i think uh, yeah yeah that's absolutely tip. right i don't mean that in a negative way i just mean that's the the base rule and then up until they add additions you know and for example the uh assault keyword on guns lets you shoot as as you go very nice fallback moves when a unit falls back each model in the uh, unit can make a fallback move yada 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 um provided it does not end that move within engagement range of enemy models if it's not possible, the unit cannot fall back. And then you can't shoot or declare a charge in the same turn it fell back, same as it is currently. Um, the bit that's slightly different here, desperate escape tests. So models can move over enemy models when making a fallback if, as if those enemy models were not there, but you must then take a desperate, a take, a desperate escape test for the, each model that will do so, excluding models that are titanic or can fly. So no losing your knights to a, a one when you fall back. Oh, or one or a two, goddamn. Um, in addition, the unit is battle-shocked when it falls back. So that's some pretty hefty penalties if you manage to trap an opponent's models in, or if they want to go in a distant a direction. Uh, if you like move-block them so your models are between them and the objective, they can fall back over you, but it doesn't matter because they won't hold it. So that's quite interesting. So um, that's not a stratagem now, then? No, no. Obviously, previously has been a stratagem that people would forget, you know, you'd wrap and trap or you'd get trapped and then your opponent would expect you not to be able to do anything and then you go cool i'm going to spend the cp and they go oh yeah now my army gets shot i forgot that was a rule uh, now it's just <laughs> something that everyone could do so that's good yeah and it <clears throat> is yeah it's, it's a one or two a model from that unit is destroyed per model that's uh, that's pretty brutal but i think it's you know fitting makes sense to me it is a desperate escape any thoughts on that one um, yeah, makes the game more forgiving still. It's, um, it's giving people out sort of, uh, poor, like situations where they're kind of screwed, right? Yeah. I, I think it may be, if you look at it through the philosophy of they're moving away from having stratagems do everything and they're putting things on the data sheet, you could almost argue that this is like the data sheet equivalent of just models can do it. It doesn't have to be spelled out. We're going to be starting yeah. with a lot less CP. So it kind of, it works the same way. Yeah, I like um, it for that, because how many times have you said to your opponent, oh, what is the desperate breakout strategy? Oh, what is 
cut them down. Oh, what yeah. is? And now they've making it, making it all, you know, general rules. I, I, I don't will... need to find that stratagem anymore on Wahapedia. I, I treat Warhammer as a full-time second job, and I will admit, every time I've used it, I've had to ask my opponent, is it one or two CP? Because it comes oh, yeah. up so free infrequently. So uh, that's... No, it's a great change. I mean, yeah, overall. yeah, I'm, I'm liking that. It's just, there we go. Bit of a leg, bit of... Oh, Ford. Oh, Ford Fiesta. Ah, oh, writing down I'll the clues. Back. We're going to sleuth this guy out, Ed. <laughs> Let's try not to. Um, <laughs> if, if he's bringing us leaks, bring, bring me some Chaos Knight leaks. I would love to see those. Please and thank you. Cool. So moving on, moving over terrain. Um, bit of fluff. Terrain features, see pages 44 to 48. I don't believe those rules are in this pack, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, however, when a model makes any kind of move, it can be moved over a terrain feature, but not through it. So you can go up and over, but you can't just move through as if it didn't exist. I'm sure Harlequins will be the exception to that with their goddamn flip belts, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, a model can be moved over terrain features that are two inches or less in height, as if they were not there. That's good. So, you know, a little scatter terrain, you can just walk through and not... You can put things on a board if you're playing less competitive games, if you're playing at home and not be punished for it. So that's that's nice. Um, a model can be moved vertically in order to climb up or down any terrain features that are taller than this, counted the vertical distance up and or down as part of the move. Cool. Same as it is currently. And they cannot end any kind of move mid-climb. If it is not possible to end the move as a result, the move cannot be made. All just makes sense. Spelling it out. Galmara says flying is weird. Excellent. That is at the bottom of the page. Let's get to that. So we've got a picture of the Von Ryan's Leaper advancing towards the building, moving up and over. So all um, models. So this includes monsters now, right? Monsters can move over. Uh, no, like barricades on the LC, uh, the UKTC terrain. I have to move up and then over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're they're three inches tall, so you would lose six uh, inches. Yeah, of, yeah, I know, I know. I played um, orc buggies for like six months on that terrain so i'm eminently familiar with that that was back before they moved the fucking barricades out of the center of the map on most of the most of the maps um but yeah it's you know it's just codified it's nice nice clear language hopefully terrain rules are simpler than they are at the moment i'm a little salty i finally mastered terrain rules and they're taking them away from me but it's okay well, they might be the same, Ed. You never know. I hope they're not. I hope they just make them better. <laughs> as as much as it would give me a leg up over, you know, my opponents, it doesn't feel great for me to go, cool, I'm going to set to defend with my Tau Battle Suits. And my opponent goes, what? And I go, oh, I just assumed you knew I could do that. That's a bit of a feels-bad moment. Yeah, it is a feels-bad, right. For them. <laughs> uh, moving on. Flying. If a model can fly, when it makes a normal advance or fallback move, it can be moved over enemy models as if they were not there, moved within engagement range when making such a move. Uh, monsters and vehicles can do this as well. They can move over other monsters, of monsters and vehicles. Uh, however, they cannot end the move on top of any other models or within the engagement range of any enemy models. All makes sense. Yeah. When a model that flies, uh, can fly starts or ends a move on terrain feature, it moves... Okay, so pre currently you just measure vertical dist uh, horizontal distance, sorry. You don't measure the vertical distance. Now you'll be me measuring actual true distance in a diagonal. Ah, I like that. To... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. As Gilmore says, it is going to be a bit weird, but it's just, it makes sense to me. You just move your tape measure. Uh, I think we'll get used to it quite quickly, hmm. but... Yeah, it makes more sense. Like, going, right now, there's no penalty to going up to the six, top of a six-foot building if you can fly, um, as long as you're not planning on charging off it. So that'll be 
just a bit more realism. I don't think it's caused any issues for me in no, ninth. It's going to add what? It'll but... probably add one, maybe two inches max if you're going onto the t- onto the big room. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's just it just smooths the game out. It'll it'll make it make more logical, consistent sense. As far so as what I'm about thinking. if you're an aircraft? I think they will have other rules, mm-hmm. um, and they definitely won't be ending on terrain anyway. Uh, well, that was that was everything there. Yeah, that's all good there. As a tower player, I prefer the no penalty. Yeah, but we've got to have some downsides. Um, otherwise, people never play us. Reinforcements. Some units have a res- rule that allows them to start the battle in reserves, such as Deep Strike. They are reserves. Uh, and if they have not been set on the battlefield when the battle ends, counters destroyed. Cool. And the reinforcement step. So after you've moved everything else, you can select one or more of them and set them up on the battlefield one at a time. Uh, once they're deployed... Movement phase ends projects to the shooting phase. Very nice. Reserves are set up in the uh, the same Reserve rule that phase. enabled. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's saying that basically the the rule that tells you whether that they can go deep strike or reserve will tell you how they can do it. So I think we've already seen that on like the Terminator data sheet, for example. They always count as having made a normal move and cannot move further during this phase. Otherwise, they can act normally, shoot, declare a charge, and fight. All the same as currently yeah and then we're going straight to the fight phase you can tell that these pictures were taken by a world eaters player um they have missed a fairly crucial one as far as i'm concerned <laughs> but we'll just go in i'm not going to skip forwards and backwards because if i do that i'll get confused <clears throat> and um but how do i murder things in combat well i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you david so fluff i'm just going to skip that bit i'm reading enough words as it is so in both steps of the fight phase, and the two uh, stages are fight first and remain in combat. So it looks like they've done away with fights last on the flowchart of fights first, fights, fights last. Yeah, it definitely now wasn't it, confusing. It definitely what, t- totally easy to understand first time for all new players. Once you saw the flow, it's not even a flowchart. Once you saw like three boxes, and it was like you're either fights first, fights last, or neither of those. If you're affected by both, you're in the middle. Like, yeah. I don't know. Problem is, it tends to come up after someone's decided to do something on bad information. Mm. Here's yeah. the thing. I'm not a filthy casual. So, uh... Well, there's this as well. Fuck him. That's why. Fair. <laughs> I've got to live up to my role as the 6++ villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely fine. I totally... I'm, I'm on board with it. Um... I didn't choose the villain life. The villain life chose me. <laughs> Um, so, in both steps of the fight phase, players alternate selecting eligible units from their army one at a time, starting with the player whose turn is not taking place and fighting with them. Okay. Note that a player cannot pass. You have to fight. Cool. So that's huge. So why would I don't you know have... How... What? That's insane. I don't know how big, how many units are going to have always fights first. If it's something we see very rarely, that's a strong rule if we get another emperor's children um style army where they just get to fight first across the board that's going to be incredibly difficult to deal with because you charge <laughs> they pick the unit that ch- fights first that's not okay interesting yeah it's bizarre right because if you so you're in you're at the moment you you yeah. will try and charge one unit so they can't so your opponent can't interrupt your fighting right for example yeah now you're going to charge one unit in and essentially get clotheslined as you rebound off the ropes into your opponent and they just smash <laughs> you down. I guess I guess that makes the game a bit more interactive because you have to give your opponent multiple choices. 
Yeah, but then you have to charge two things every turn, man. That's going to be... Hey, we're not going to make the game killy, except here's a reason to get everyone into combat. But if if units don't die immediately, then that is less of a problem, right? Because you've got... Coming into turn three, you've still got most of your units. There might be, you know, half strength, but you can go, cool, I've got six gene stealers left out of my block of ten um, who just took some incidental bolt of fire. I'm going to charge them in, and also I'm going to charge in the Tyrant Guard, because they've reached where they want to go. And also I've got a unit of Von Ryan Sleepers. And uh, I like how I just went straight to the Tyranid example. Yeah. Um, so I th- it, it depends how much fights first we see. If we don't see a lot of it, I think I'm in favour of this. I think it makes the game... Like, it makes fights first a really powerful ability, which, if it's given out sparingly, is good. Um, and then the... In the second phase, the remaining combats, the opponent picking a unit first, that's the same as it is currently. That's not an issue. If you wanted to kill more things, you should have charged the unit that was in combat with something. Um, you know, it's your own fault. You've got the agency there as that player, in theory. Yeah, it feels... I don't know, man. This is just rewarding. It Like, this rewards you for not charging. No, because it's only... So all of your units that fight first will fight first, and charging I... gives you fight first. Um, so unless your opponent has fights ah, first across the board... Mate, I'm totally misunderstanding this. <laughs> no, no worries. I, reali- I realised as you said that, I was like, oh shit, I've not explained this very well. My so bad. if you charge, you get fights first. If There yes. will be other rules, I'm sure, that give you fight first. Um, so as it is... Okay, no, I like it then. I'm, I'm yeah, so, so yeah, basically, yeah. if armies have access to like one unit, like the Space Marine company champion who has fights first like cool you can you can do one thing and that's going to make you strong if you get entire armies printed with it that's definitely going to be a problem yes yeah cool we're looking at you emperor's children well yeah we'll see what happens when their codex comes out because they won't i don't think they'll get much in the data slate um as in they'll get a detachment that's emperor's children-ish but i doubt they'll get anything i don't know i don't know actually i'm i'm you know, writing checks. Are you saying that Games Workshop might not make a mistake? Uh, I'm I'm making statements that my mouth can't cash. You're, can't yes. make it, writing checks that your ass can't cash. Something along those lines. Yeah. Something along those lines. I make all I'm doing is making those mistakes that I want people to get in the comments to tell me about. You know, it's it's all for the engagement. I'm definitely not a bumbling fool. So, <laughs> here we go. Um. In both steps, a unit is eligible to fight if either or both of the following apply. It is within engagement range of one or more enemy units, or it made a charge move this turn. That's the same as it is currently. So if you get charged, but you um, your opponent pulls models so you know there's nothing for them to fight, then you don't get to activate, basically. Mm-hmm. Or in a like a protracted combat, you might not get to fight depending on how models are pulled. No it's unit can like fight that. more. Yeah, exactly. Same as it is. Uh, No units can fight more than once in the fight phase. Um, Once the eligible units can fight a fort, the opposing player can then fight with all their remaining eligible units. Ah, Okay, so basically just once you've run out of, you know, you go, I goes, you just finish up. As it is currently, but spelled out. After a unit is fought and finished consolidation move, it may be... Yeah, there we go. Maybe that previously ineligible units are now eligible, so if you pile into another unit, they can hit you mm-hmm. uh, as it stands. So, so, so far, it's exactly the same, apart from the change in fights first and the uh, <laughs> the non-existent flowchart. Okay, so fights first. And then a finger. 
Oh yeah, yeah. We're starting to build a profile of this person. Ooh. They have fingernails. blue jeans, two fingers, and they drive a Ford. Yeah, and there's something on their lap there, a wire. Yeah, oh, maybe a phone know. charger. Yeah. <laughs> to take all they these are, pictures. They are taking pictures. Cool. So we just have fights first summed up, basically. If you fight first, if you have... Uh, do, do, do. Oh, every model in the unit has to have this ability. So, interestingly, if you have a character yeah. with fights first in a squad, unless his ability gives the unit fights first, he's going to have to wait until he fights at normal priority. Good one. Covering their ass here, GW, it seems. That Yeah, because that could be really fucking miserable. If you just had like six characters that could all fight first and go, cool. Come at me, bro. Uh, cool. Remaining combats. Do the remaining combats. Nice and easy. I think we can skip that. Fast rolling. Um, rules have been written, assuming you roll one at a time. Possible to speed up rolling the dice together for similar attacks. Make them together, similar ballistic skill, same weapon skill, same strength, AP. So basically, the way fast rolling exists at the moment, it must inflict the same damage, uh, must be affected by the same abilities. So yeah, basically, if you have the same rolls, you can make the same rolls. Um, note that if all models in the target unit require the same, the same saving throw, the order in which the attacks are allocated makes no difference, so that's all the same. Uh, random damage. Okay, here we go. If the attack's being allocated to a, t a target inflict random damage, you cannot use the fast dice rolling as the opponent. You'd have to roll one at a time. Cool. So basically, fast rolling is exactly the same as it is. <laughs> if you... <laughs> yeah. Well, there's three paragraphs. I had to skim. If you have, to, um, you know, random damage attacks, your opponent has to slow roll if you've got multi-world models. That's fine. That's how people play it anyway. I think we're pretty on the ball about that. Um, and then there is an example for the rules that we've just gone and fuck that for a laugh, I think. Yeah. Here we go. Now for my favorite phase, the shooting phase. Guns and Thunder gets skipped as I scroll down. So four steps, select eligible unit, select targets, make range attacks, repeat. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty similar to how it is, but spelled out as normal good yeah i mean interesting that the very so far not a great deals change right not much um Which it I'm a big like it's been a long time since i've read the base rules because obviously we're three years into ninth edition we've played a lot of it you you feel like you have a handle on it i generally just read the rules if there's a, a rule i'm unsure on or if there's a conflict where me and my opponent don't know how a rule works so I'm assuming that this is a clearer verbiage, but, you know, maybe I'm just remembering unfairly. However, in your shooting phase, one or more eligible units, you can select those units. One at a time, shoot with them. Each unit can only be selected once per phase. After you've shot, proceed to the charge phase. Nice and easy. Um, it can shoot unless any of the following apply. It advanced or fell back. As standard as it is at the moment. Select targets. Each time a unit shoots, before the attacks are resolved, you must select the units you wish to be to target um, for all of the ranged weapons you wish its model to make attacks with. Cool. So you can still split fire. Each time you select a target, you must can you, you can only select an enemy unit as the target if at least one model in that unit is both within range and visible to the weapon. So it's still on a per-model basis. Uh, if your model is in range and visible, it can shoot as a unit. Makes sense to me. Let me say, if at least one model in that unit, so you could, could you hide four models and have one sticking out and shoot them all? No, no, no. So it's um, at least one model if you're the the targeted unit. So 
it's as it is currently. You check per weapon or per model, and as long as that model can see at least one model in the opponent unit and it's in range, you're all good. Uh, each time you select the target, so frame, it's exactly the same range. as it is currently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm just looking for the mistake, man. I'm looking for the mistake. <laughs> uh, and the enemy model is within range if the distance between it and the attacking model is equal or less the weapon's range characteristic. Standard there. If a model has one or more ranged weapon, it can shoot all of them at the same target, or it can shoot each of them at a different target, but it cannot split attacks from the same weapon across more than one target. Same as it is currently. You can't put three shots from an assault cannon into one unit and the rest into another. You've got to go assault cannon here, storm bolt here. Nice and easy. Um, similarly, if it has more than one model, the models can shoot at the same or different targets. In any case, when you select a target unit, you must declare which models will target that unit with which weapons before any attacks are resolved. Cool. So this is exactly the same as it is currently. It's just spelled out very clearly, and uh, people will still forget to do it and then go, oh, I meant to put my storm bolter here. Do you mind if I do that? And you might, I know you've got one wound left on your monster, but you might have a fire all the rest I of my guns that I didn't declare into it. Um, yeah. It, it is different when people forget guns and then go, can I go back and shoot it? <laughs> um, as we, we had a, uh, the game I had last night with Tom, he forgot to shoot his demo charges and went back and shot, but there was only one place for them to go, so that's entirely reasonable. Anyway, sidebar, this is 10th edition, not my TTS adventures. So then we've got a, a sum up there, which we can completely skip because we've read the long text. Lone operative, unless part of an attached unit, see Legion, page 39, because we're going in order. Uh, this unit can only be selected as the target of a ranged attack if the attacking model is within 12 inches. Cool. Nice and easy. So you've got like a semi-stealth. Semi um, if it's tucked away in your backfield, it's going to be hard for them to be shot. So I'm assuming things like the... Yes, that's right. That is a penis shadow. Thank that you, Thomas. Definitely. So uh, now we know this man has three fingers. He drives a Ford and he has a large penis. <laughs> or, which is above uh, his legs. Which is above his legs, which is quite impressive. Cool. Moving back on to the, the task at hand. Uh, yeah, there we go. Cool. Um, so Vindicar Assassins, things like that will be... Uh, interesting that Gilliman, casual wargamer says, lone operative. Interesting then that Gilliman can't be singled out from an intercessor squad despite being twice the size. I think it's it's for a balanced perspective. So you can absolutely shoot him if you get close enough, but it stops you from just going, cool, you see that, that you know, Gilliman over there with his nine or ten wounds. He's tough-ish, but he's not tough enough to tank the entirety of, you know, a Tau army. Here's all my railguns, pew, pew, pew. So I think that's a, a reasonable well, I, I'll, I'll put my strength 18 shot into Gulliman in your deployment zone. <laughs> Yeah, Look, I think it would be rough if you could just. Do I that. don't play, you know, ultramarines. I do play Tau. I know which side of that I'd prefer to be on, of but course. I think for balance reasons, this seems fine. Fingers we'll crossed see. for high tyrants, guys. Let's go. We're, I'm a, Yeah, I, I'm absolutely ready to be wrong in tenth edition. But everything I'm seeing so far looks good to me. So making ranged attacks. I am just going to summarize here. Make one hit roll for each attack being made. If you selected uh, more than one target for unit to shoot at, you've got to resolve the attacks per target before you move on. Makes sense to me. Um, you have to resolve all of the same profile at that unit, so you, you can't just go plasma gun, oh now I do my cyclics because you've taken three wounds and you're a four wound model and I want to chip you off back to a plasma gun. That's good. It's how people played it in general. Um, I, I've literally never played against anyone who's arsy enough to go, going to do one plasma gun, then all my burst cannons, then a second plasma gun, then my cyclics. 
you know, it's just a dick move to do that. So nice that they've codified it. And there we go. It's codified that all of your shots remain in range, even if the first set of guns from that squad pull the model that was in range. I don't actually believe that that's how it works currently. There is some weird verbiage, um, and I played against someone who pulled the model and then I wasn't able to shoot the rest of it. We had to get Zach over just to confirm that was the case. Um, so I think actually right now you can pull models out and prevent other guns in the squad from shooting it. So it's nice that's been cleared up. Hey, high five to that guy for really trying his, trying his luck. Oh, hey, hey, no, no, no. Like, it, there was absolutely nothing wrong with it. He said, my main opponent's a guard player. And I was like, fair play, mate. If that's the rule, that's the rule. Um, there was no no malice in it. It was just a case of, this is, I'm making a tactical decision. And I was like, oh, I didn't have all the information. But that's my fault, not yours. Hmm. Um, and he did the right thing by getting a TO. Big fan of absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not to not to shame. Not to shame. No. It, it makes games go so much faster when people pull TOs. Um, I'm, I love that. Oh, 100%. Um, Speak to your local TO guys. Only if you're at events. Don't don't be ringing Lewis up just because you've got Saffron Slam in three weeks' time and going, Lewis, I'm playing a game. How does this work? <laughs> um, no offense to anyone with vocal issues. Um, that was. I, I was like, oh, I'll dig myself out of this. No, I'll just make it worse. Uh, no one would have thought anything if I had an open mind. There's no way to escape it, man. Moving yeah. on. Locked in combat. You can't shoot within engagement range. That makes sense. While an enemy is within engagement range, they cannot be shot. Monsters and vehicles are the exception to these rules. Cool. So basically, as it is, if you're in combat, you can't shoot unless you're a monster and vehicle. If you're in nice. combat, you can't be shot unless you're a monster or vehicle. That's you. Is there a minus? Uh, there might be. Maybe we should read those rules. Big guns never tire. Monsters and vehicle units are eligible to shoot in their controlling player shooting phase, even when they are within engagement range of one or more enemy units. Interestingly, the new Overwatch strat that lets you shoot out of phase, including in your opponent's movement phase, this looks like if you're in combat, you won't be able to do that because it specifically states that it's in the shooting phase. We'll have to see the verbiage on the strat, and maybe it says counters the shooting phase, and then that overrules it. But I think as it stands, you can't overwatch with a model in combat. Yeah. So, ranged weapons equipped by monsters and vehicle units can target one or more of the enemy units they are in within engagement range of, even if other friendly units are also within engagement range of the same unit. Each time they make a ranged attack, if the unit was within engagement range of one or more enemy units when it's selected as a target, unless the attack is made with a pistol, which they won't be because it's a monster or a vehicle, subtract one from that attack's hit roll. Cool. Well, my my, my effects have loads of pistols. I just would like to see it with like nine pistols. Actually, are the um, can, can you give them like dual spine fists or something? I know you no. can give them some wacky loadouts. No, Maybe it's them, dual um, devourers or something. Devourers and flesh borers. Cool, cool. Uh, not that you would do that, but um... All right. yeah, oh, you did, didn't you? You gave them. Dickhead, yeah, <laughs> it was good fun. They were great. That's absolutely fine. Um, that's that's definitely something that I played around with in like fifth edition when you could do weird loadouts. Cool. So getting back on track, that means that not only can you shoot into combat, you can shoot out of combat. That if might not be intended. But monsters currently, monsters and vehicles, can shoot out of combat in a similar way to the turret weapon rule that Imperial Guard have. However, you only take the penalty if you're shooting into combat, not shooting out of it. 
So if you've got a ballistic skill three Karn effects shooting a heavy venom cannon, if it shoots the unit that it's tied up with, it's hitting on fours. But if it shoots something across the board, it's hitting on threes. That might not be intended. So we'll we may have caught our first weird rules yeah, interaction. Yeah, it doesn't say you have to shoot the no. You would assume it, but then you read it and you go, "That's not actually how it works." So oh. that might be FAQ'd. It might be that you have to shoot into your own combat uh, instead of out. But um, maybe it's not. Maybe they just go monsters are big; they can shoot out. Um, maybe they'll FAQ it so it's if you're engagement range, you take the penalty. Next part, you can select an enemy monster or vehicle range unit within engagement range of one or more units from your armies that targeted range weapons. However, all of your attacks, unless they're made with a pistol, are minus one to hit. Very cool. You can shoot monsters and vehicles. I don't like that. I love playing big stompy boys and I don't want to be shot when I'm tying you up. But um, it makes thematic sense, doesn't it? Even as big as the Terminator is, a Carnifex does dwarf him. And I'd expect mm. you to be able to shoot him, even if the Terminator's there. Indeed. So, makes sense. Um should smooth the game out, make some decisions more easy, more simple. And then dev note, a unit with engagement range is not eligible to shoot and cannot make range attacks against that monster or vehicle unless it has pistols. Cool. Yeah, so even if you have, for example, four um, devastators with melted guns trapped in combat with a Carnifex, they can't shoot in unless they have a special rule or a strap that lets them do that. Okay, quick comment here. Dubious D says, my noob, Ryan, noob mind is reading two CP per turn, one in my command phase, one in your command phase. Is that how it currently works as well? Uh, that is currently how it works. So you're getting two per battle round. Um, let's just double check that that is still the same. Uh, and this was different size. Just go up here. Let's have a look. I think it might have been the first page, so I should have just scrolled right to the top. I really should have scrolled right to the top. Yeah, I mean, look at the journey we've been on today so far. Have, right? yeah. uh, two steps, both game, one. Yes, yeah. So that is absolutely what's going on here. You're going to be gaining a CP in your turn and a CP in your opponent's turn, just as it stands at the moment, which I think uh, it's, it's one of the things I really liked about the, the change into... Was it? Nephilim. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? A whole year. Mm. So yeah, that change. Oh, most for you. That change was uh, was a good one, as far as I'm it was. Concerned. It was. I agree. And then the last thing on here on this page uh, is stealth. I, <laughs> ironically, I had missed that. Very, <laughs> very stealthy. Good spot there, my man. It's those um, those sunglasses of um, of plus one vision or whatever you're wearing. Uh, they're giving you the the ability to see. Unlike my glasses of prescription. So. Stealth. If every model in the unit has this ability, then each time a ranged attack is made against it, subtract one against that attack's hit roll. So if you put a character in a stealth unit without the stealth keyword, he doesn't... They just lose stealth. They that just makes lose sense stealth. I love this. This is great, because for sure there'd be a character with stealth. There'd be a uni, the unit that's really tanky, and you go, oh, I'm going to put the character in the unit, and they've all got stealth. I'm glad that they're doing this, because they're actually cutting out bullshit before it happens. Yeah. Uh, I would expect stealth units to be squishier, so I don't know if it would... Ah, fuck it. There's there's abuse potential there. Yeah, I like it. It makes it, And it makes sense thematically. It's just mm. uh, it's just gone. Ranged only is interesting. Yeah, uh, that's currently how those sorts of abilities tend to work. Um, usually, unless you're Harlequins. Can you tell I've played against a lot of Eldar recently? Uh, it does typically tend to be minus one to hit. Um 
that is interesting though um i wonder if we'll see any penalties to hit against uh for melee, for melee units cool so moving on to making attacks we have had the fight phase and the shooting phase so now we learn how how we're going to be doing those things hit roll Roll a d6. If it's greater than the greater or equal than the ballistic skill or weapon skill of the weapon, it's successful, otherwise it fails. An unmodified hit roll of a 6 is called a critical hit and is always successful. An unmodified hit roll of a 1 always fails. It can never be modified more than plus or minus 1. That's very familiar, Ed. Yeah, it's, it's how it currently is at the moment. Um, 6 has been called critical hits, is co been codified. They did bring in 6s are always hits in this edition to counteract some of the bullshit that poor rock players had to play against with 8th edition fucking Eldar Flyers that were a minus 3 to hit. I don't <laughs> miss those times. I first played against it at a tournament where I was playing an Asriel Hellblaster Castle. I was killing myself on 4s. Fun was had by all. <laughs> it was it was a time. Truly a time. Um, Just but yeah. moving ahead, the wound roll is all the same as well. Wound roll is all the same. Fantastic. And as you can see here, it's the... Winning on a twos if your strength is double theirs. Winning on a six if it's half theirs. Same in the middle. Nice and easy. Good rolls there. Um, the wound roll is greater than equal. Lovely. Sixes, critical wounds. It's nice that they've codified that with a name. It just makes uh -huh. it easier. You can reference, you know, instead of going a six to hit, always wounds. You just go critical wounds. Um, nice and easy. And that seems to be everything there. Allocate mm -hmm. attacks. So if the attack successfully wounds, the player controlling the unit allocates to one model in the target unit as follows. Uh, if it's lost a wound or has already had attacks allocated to it this phase, the attack must be allocated to that model. Otherwise, it can be allocated to any model in the target unit. Note, it does not matter that the model is visible to or within engagement range or range. That's good. Some people were speculating that we'd be seeing you can only deal damage to the models that were, you know, actually viable targets in terms of close to you. That would be terrible. Um, I was already plotting how to ruin people's day by putting Necron warriors on the other side of a wall and just growing back and dominating the primary um, because you literally couldn't kill me without being Eldar fast. So I'm glad I didn't do that. As it is, it's the same as it currently is. You have to keep taking saves on the models that have taken saves this phase or are wounded. And then mm -hmm. if you've got, you know, not taken any saves and it goes to the next phase, cool. You don't have to take them on that model. You don't have to bookkeep and go, oh shit, was it was it this model here? Or was it this one back here? Good rules writing. Love it. Yeah. Saving throw. Controlling the target unit makes one saving throw. By default, it'll be the armor save, but some models will have invulnerable saves. See, right, we'll have a look at those in a second. Roll a d6, modified by the AP. Uh, if it's AP1, subtract one from the saving throw. All good. If the result is greater or equal, uh, and an unmodified roll of one is always fails, a saving throw can never be modified by more than plus one. Interesting. Mm. I think that means post modifiers, um, because it's not if if you have plus two to your save but minus four, you haven't improved the save by two. You've reduced the save by one overall. So I think you can still remove modifiers, but there's no more going to be getting four up models to a two up save, which is something that you absolutely can do at the moment with models mm. like Gelmaris is talking about stealth suits. Them in cover, I believe they get plus one to their save. Um, so they'd be getting a, a, a two up save in cover against AP zero. Cool. That makes sense to me. I'm happy with that. 
Um, just less armor stacking bullshit is good. Uh, I believe if, for example, we saw Storm Shields, if they still give plus one to your save, which they probably won't, but if they did, you'll no longer be seeing... Oh, no, you'd still be seeing the same bullshit. Ignore I said anything. <laughs> Moving on. Um, invulnerable saves. They have a list on the data sheet. Well, a Terminator can only ever go to a one-up, right? In that world. No, because in that world, they'd be going to a zero-up because of the... As long as they were taking more modifiers that were negative, mm -hmm. under my assumption. Maybe they okay. mean that you can only ever benefit from a single plus one, no matter well, how I many negative. So I then, don't think that's how it's written, though. Example. Oh, right, okay. I, I believe that it's post modifiers, like when the, I think the sum of it can't add up to plus two. But mm. I, I could be wrong, and I'd be quite happy to be wrong there, because save stacking is absolutely something that has been the bane of this edition. Um, don't get me wrong, I like my tanky models. I'd, I'd love more of it, but I don't think it's good for the game. Especially when we're seeing AP reduced. I don't want to see models with a fucking minus one up save, thanks to Armor of Contempt. So. Invuns. Uh, each model chooses whether to use that save or the invulnerable, but not both. You can only use one of them. Um, never mod modified by AP and follow the following rules. Yeah, cool. It's exactly the same as it is. Codified, you know, just to make it clear, you can still decide to take attacks on your, a your armor save if you want models to die off. It's a niche case, but it's nice that it's clearly spelled out saying that you choose and you're not forced to take the better one. Big fan of that. Step five, inflict damage. Uh, damage inflicted is equal to the damage of the attack. Lose a wound per point of damage. If it's reduced to zero or less, it's destroyed and removed from play. Um, any excess damage is lost and has no effect. This is the same as, poss as currently. I was interested to see if we were going to be getting damage spillover the way that they do in Age of Sigmar, but I don't think it works with 40k because of the way, like how much range we have it's a lot easier to bring big damage to bear and that would just like absolutely wipe units. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Any thoughts so far on these? It's all pretty much the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> so my big uh, anxiety retent was, oh shit, it's a whole new game. I'm going to have to learn it all. Oh, God, I'm going to have to get in the bin, aren't I, and start again. Like, I'm at, you know. It's all right, Dave. You don't things. know how to play ninth. This is truly true. It's untrue and, and unfair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... It's uh, it's way closer to the original product than I yep. remember. Everything I, I believed. Everything I've seen so far has been just tightened up. Yeah, common sense. Yeah, cool. So feel no pain. Some models have feel no pain. X plus great for anyone who joins the game in you know eighth edition onwards. They now understand what we're talking about. All of the grognards who are saying, "I've got a five up, feel no pain," and they go, "What?" Because that's not how it's been worded for you know no, the last six it or seven three years. Cent it's like three lines of text. If, if a model takes it, yeah, <laughs> ignore that wound on it. It's like, yeah, feel no pain. Cool. Nice. Um, feel no pains. Great. It's codified. I hope they don't go mad with them. Just, you know, keep the, uh, the stacking of durability in control. Mm. Again, as much as I love durable armies, I absolutely enjoy... Slow tanky armies more than fast ones. Keep them away not... from bloody uh, crisis suits. <laughs> yeah, so um, that all looks fine to me there. Cool. Basically, filler pain's a filler pain. It is what it is at the moment. It's just got a, a word now. Deadly demise. Here we go. Uh, this is the explode rule. So roll a d6 before removing it from play. On a six, 
any model within the, um, six of that unit, uh, any unit, sorry, within six of that unit exploding takes a number of mortal wounds denoted by the X. So if you have deadly demise one, you're taking one mortal wound. If you have deadly demise three, you're taking three. Nice and easy. Um, I don't think, uh, I think we've only seen flat numbers. I could be wrong with that. Someone let me know in the chat. In fact, we've only seen flat numbers. If I'm wrong, tell me in the chat. Um, (laughs) So that'll slow down the game instead of, because at the moment, especially if you've got a feel no pain, transport explodes, your opponent goes, cool. Uh, Two mortal wounds on those wardens. And I go, cool. Uh, Fail two. Two mortal wounds on those shield guard. Uh, Fail one. Let me just mark that up. So just having it be a flat number will make things a lot faster and easier for all involved. Indeed. We have got um, Mortal Wounds here. I wasn't sure if we were going to see Mortal Wounds. I guess the uh, some of the weapons do them we saw previewed. So It's a nice, easy way. For, I know this sounds a bit cynical. It's a nice, yeah. easy way for them to, um, I suppose, like, like, like adjust deadliness level, right? So, like, if they want to release a new army and they want people to buy it and they want it to be exciting, you know, as Codex Creep and what have you has been this this uh, this uh, edition. I think it, it's a nice little lever that they can push up and down to uh, to make things interesting. Uh, I mean, we, look at Zorn What is, sorry? The, the mortal wounds. Mortal... Is that is that what you're talking about, mortal wounds? Yeah, yeah, because when it first comes out, it's likely to be quite low, right? Like, reasonably sure, sure. rare. Okay, yeah. Um... I mean, I'm pretty pleased with the the lower mortal wounds that we're seeing Me at too. the moment, but we'll have to see how it, you know, how it pops along. Yeah. Okay, so let's just double check. Some attacks inflict mortal wounds. One point of damage on the target unit. They all supplied one at a time. Do not make a wound or a saving throw, just as it is currently allocated as you would normally. Uh, excess damage is not lost. It spills over, again, as it is. Um... If when a unit is selected to shoot or fight, one or more of its attacks can flip. Uh, if uh, okay, yeah. So if when a unit is selected to shoot or fight, one of one or more of its attacks can inflict mortal wounds on the target. Resolve any normal damage inflicted first, and then do the mortal wounds afterwards. Exactly the same as it is currently. Um, in addition, if the normal damage is subsequently saved, you still take the mortal wounds. Yeah. So it's exactly the same. It's just it's there. It's in a box. It's nice and clear. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, good so far. oh, here we go. Weapon abilities. This is some of the fun stuff. We've oh, obviously yeah. seen quite a few of these previewed, but um, yeah, have you? I was going to say, have you got a favourite weapon ability? Uh, which is such a fucking anorak question that I'm not going to ask. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, we're going to read through, and, and then we'll see if there's any that really take your fancy afterwards. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I think once we've read them, it'll be fine to have an, an opinion on. Them. Uh, assault weapon. Weapons with assault are known as assault weapons. If they advanced, uh, any models equipped with assault weapons are still eligible to shoot in the shooting phase. You can only resolve attacks using assault weapons if you advanced. Same as it is currently. Nice and easy. No minus to shoot? That's true. That yeah. is true. I wonder if we'll see that rolled into the data sheet. Um, so assault weapons maybe are going to have a lower weapon skill, uh, ballistic skill. Or maybe it'll just be the same. They've gone, you know what? We want to limit the minuses. Good spot. Mm. I think they try to limit the minuses, right? It's just less hassle for people. Smoothing We've gameplay. seen ballistic skill go down across the board. Indeed. Add mech and Votan, both going to a weapon skill for army. According to the previews we've seen. Pardon me. 
maybe they're going to keep the ballistic skill three up for the premium shooting armies of space marines and you know the people who are meant to have the superhuman aim and and that sort of yeah, yeah. which which makes sense because there's not a lot you can do with ballistic skill but if you're capping modifiers pretty heavily having three be premium four be average and five be orcs makes sense I'm I'm okay with that as long as they then don't stack loads of uh, modifiers, so you feel really bad if you're an orc player. Hundred percent. Cool. So uh, rapid fire, we've seen this one already. Weapons with rapid fire X in the profile are known as rapid fire weapons. Each time such a weapon targets a unit within half of that weapon's range, the attack's characteristic of that weapon is increased by the amount denoted by X. Very similar to what it does. Half range, you get more shots. This way, mm -hmm. they have more granularity. So basically, the Orc, um, is it Daka they're called? Orc Daka yeah, Daka, yeah. They basically do the same thing, but you instead of just going, oh, rapid fire is always two at long range, four at half range, you can go, actually, it's three at, you know, close range, but it's only one at long range. So you can tool a weapon to be, you know, if it's a, a really inaccurate machine gun, you might go, oh, it's four attacks if you're within 12 inches. But once you get to, you know, 24 inches is actually only like one shot because it's really inaccurate. So 100%. I like that. It gives more granularity. Even if they don't use it a lot, it gives them the option to. Yeah. Ignores cover. Weapons with my least probably. I'm going to tell you now, this is my least favorite one. <laughs> I bet it is. Uh, it's probably going to be my favorite. Weapons with ignores cover in their profile are known as ignore cover weapons. Each time an attack is made with such a weapon, the target cannot have the benefit of cover against that attack. Colour me surprised. Ignores cover, ignores cover. Nice and easy. Let's though. go on to this sexy one, Ed. Come on. The sexy one. Cool. Pistols. No, Weapons. No. <laughs> no, no. You know what you All right. All right. Come on. Just before we start, to remind you, this is the addition of reduced rerolls. Winning. <laughs> Weapons with twin-linked in their profile are known as twin-linked weapons. I'm going to skip reading that bit, I think, because it's going to be the same. I think that's issue. a good idea. Yeah, I've, 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 I've got idea. to the fourth one and gone, actually, maybe I should stop wasting your time. Each time an attack is made with such a weapon, you can re-roll that attack's wound roll. Wound rolls are the best sources of re-rolls because you're more likely to be wounding on a higher value. Indeed. And it is more valuable to get a re-roll on a worse roll because it increases your chance of doing something important more than it does you know if you're re-rolling um hits on twos sure you hit with most things but if you re-roll hits of fives you go from hitting a third of the time to over half the time which is a big improvement mm, indeed. what are you thinking of this one yeah i mean it's 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 an interesting one it's new um and you know it's old about, well it's oh, yeah sorry it's very old actually yeah i remember playing with this in i think third edition but you're yeah. right yeah it's um it sounds interesting, and it's new to this edition <laughs> after nine didn't have it. So cool. Yeah, yeah, and we are seeing that paired potentially with lower shots. So it's always better to have double the shots, but no reroll wounds. So if that's how they go, great. If it gets crept to the point where you get similar or more shots, and you're still getting the reroll wounds, then it could be a problem. Yeah, um, I think um, I think there's be some. You know, this again is one that they can. They can adjust, right? So they could change this to reroll one wound roll. Um, I th they, I they, think they... the USRs are pretty set in stone. I'm not expecting those to change. 
True, true. I, I think they, they're more likely to balance the weapons with those rules. Uh, oh, the yeah. casual Warbird gamer says, didn't Twin Linked used to re-roll the hit roll? That's correct, yeah. Um, but that was nice. before wound re-rolls were as as common. All right, Pistol. pistols. I'm just going to summarize. You, nice. Unless you're a monster of vehicle, if you're shooting pistols, that's all you can shoot. Um, you can shoot into engagement range. You don't take penalties. You can shoot into engagement range, even if there are multiple units engaged. Jobs are good. Bish, bash, bosh. Can't shoot other units that are engagement range if you're not. It's basically the same as it is. Lovely. A new, torrent. A new word. Torrent. Cool. Very cool. Yep. Um, it auto hits the target. What does that sound like to you, Davey? It sounds like a flamer to me, Ed. It does sound like a flamer because torrents are flamer weapons. I guess I like it because you can have like acid flamers. And an acid torrent makes more sense than an acid flamer. So flamer is like it's not a good noun, right? No, no. Torrent is is a good is a good noun. Sure, yeah. Positive change, like it. Summarized. Good, good, good. Lethal hits. Um, each time an attack is made with a, such a weapon, a critical hit automatically wounds the target. Sixes to hit order wound. We love this rule. As long as yeah. they don't print any rules that... Oh, it's so it's specifically not wounds and counts as a, a critical wound, which would be a six to wound. So I think it's Good. fine. Yeah, I think having sixes to hit auto wound is fine. It's when you start getting fives and fours and comboing it with hit rerolls. There are ways to improve the critical range uh, on at least wounds. I don't know about critical hits, but um, hopefully we don't see any shenanigans there. Come back to this video in, you know eight months time and laugh at me for my naive naive hopefulness there <laughs> lance weapons each time an attack is made with such a weapon if the bearer made a charge move this turn add one to the attack's wound roll great roll cool. it's what lancers do and by lance i mean for example the shield captain uh, not shield captain just the you know the virtus praetors and general custodies with their lancers they charge they get plus one to wound I don't know if Shining Spears do, but if they don't, they should. And now they probably they do. will. Yeah, cool. It's it's just standardizing something that multiple armies have at the moment. Uh, the, the Rough Riders get it as well, I believe. True. Or at least they used to. I assume they still do. Um, I don't love the models. Um, so, so would you I say, that, would really you say Ed, that they're codifying that now? Can you explain the joke to me? Well, you've said codifying quite a few times. <laughs> I just want to codify your joke. I see, I see, thank you. Um, indirect fire. We have seen this one already, and people have already been annoyed by it. Yeah. So, I believe it's pretty similar to how it stands. These attacks can destroy many models in the target unit, even though they may not have been visible. That led people to think, oh, maybe you can only kill visible models. Not the case. If no models in a target unit are visible to an attacking unit when you select that target, each time a model in the attacking unit makes an attack against that target using an indirect fire weapon, subtract one from that attack's hit roll, and the target has the benefit of cover against that attack. We did see this paired <laughs> with the um, flagration missiles for the Sisters of Battle on the Exorcist, which both had heavy, so plus one to hit in built if it didn't move, and ignores cover. So just ignoring both parts of the rule. <laughs> this has changed from worsening the ballistic skill. So previously, if you were ballistic skill three, you could be hitting on fives if you shot through dense or another source of minus one to hit because you were getting that minus one ballistic skill. It is absolutely a stronger rule. However, and I know they've said that they're going to limit, 
you know, rerolls. It seems like they're limiting the amount of buffs you can stack on units. So I think this is fine as long as they don't print busted as fucking direct rules. If they print things that look fine on paper, which I think they do quite well, <clears throat> I think Games Workshop have, are very good at printing rules that are fine. It's when the combos come in, that's when things get broken. And I think they're limiting the combos in this edition. That is my read on how it's gone so far. So I don't think it's going to be an issue. It's going to be, uh, but you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Lewis Archer says, "Shining spears get plus three strength on the charge and strength of instead of plus one." Thank you yeah. very much, Lewis. Thank um, you for the uh, thank you for the insight, Lewis. Thank you for a being correct because that is true. I remember that, and also b proving me right that all you have to do is be wrong on the internet and someone will tell you that you were incorrect. But he did it friendly in a friendly way, so we like to see that. Uh, yeah, indirect. Any thoughts on that compared to the current version? I mean. It comes down to points cost, right? Um, yeah. These these units need to be expensive. They can't be spammable. And then I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much how I fall. If you can take so, I think having a little bit of indirect fire in a like a pure shooting army is good. Um, it lets you interact with armies that you might struggle to interact with otherwise. Mm -hmm. But when it becomes oppressive, it's really unpleasant to play against. Um, so, yeah, hundred percent. I I do think it has a place in the game because I think it it can force armies that are maybe more passive to 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 act, you know, and yeah. to be more engaging. But um, I think it has again, a place. The, the second it's spammable, it's it's out of order. I think it has a place in the game, but I'd also be okay with it going away, because indirect metas and flyer metas are two of the most miserable metas to play in, and I would be okay with that just not happening, even though like I'm absolutely going to play it if it's good. Um, because it, it makes the game so much easier to play. It, it removes so much agency from your opponent. Um, but I'd be okay with never having to do that again. Um, so, precision. Each time an attack with such a weapon successfully wounds an attached unit, if a character model in that unit is visible to the attacking model, the attacking model's player can choose to have that attack allocated to the character model instead of following the normal attack sequence. So basically, if you have precision attacks your all your attacks have the sniper rule and it melee or ranged basically means that you can kill characters even if you were unable to do so without chewing through the entire squad that's interesting um, melee right that's very cool yeah so there is a strat that lets you challenge an opponent challenges are coming back it's oh, not as good as it used to be it used to be that you'd have to make all of your attacks um, both of you could only attack each other or you'd like deny the challenge. Maybe that was fantasy. God. That was fantasy. That was fifteen yeah. years ago. I don't remember. Uh, I, it's I fine. That fantasy, yeah. <laughs> um now it's just that that strats gives your character precision hit so they can attack the character. What I really like about this is if you know your opponent has precision weapons or access to precision, you can hide the character and protect them so you can put some of your models in front of obscuring walls to get where they want to be and you can string back and leave the character behind the um behind the wall yep cool 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 so uh good as long as it's not spammed we will see how it goes mm -hmm. all right blast this one's changed we've seen it already basically each time you determine how many attacks are made add one to the result for each five models in the target unit um, rounding down. So if there's five models, get plus one attack. If there's ten, plus two. Um, it can also never be make, used to make attacks against a unit with an engagement range of one or more units from the attacking model's army. So it stays the same. You can't blast into combat. 
because you know it's inaccurate that's fine but you get extra attacks instead of having a flat minimum the flat minimum didn't feel good there were so many weapons that had you know a flat three attacks plus whatever or flat two plus whatever and it just didn't feel like the blast actually came up very much hopefully no, we'll see more horde armies now because this is in theory less scary instead of going oh all my attacks get you know my squad of d6 shotguns all get six each um getting plus one attack or plus two attacks is is a bit less scary yeah i was playing i was playing against a night spinner <laughs> sunday at 2d6 shots against mm. my uh 14 hormigans i was like oh. <laughs> this doesn't feel so good yeah you didn't want to win that game i hope oh, no, I, I won took okay. it didn't, didn't want to have fun i hope no no uh, <laughs> cool melter um each time an attack is made with such a weapon uh if it targets a unit with half range the attack's damage is increased by the amount denoted so we've seen this already we've got melter guns that have um plus two damage we've got multi-melters that have plus two damage if you're in melter range get plus two very nice same as it is it just you know shorthands it much easier heavy each time an attack is made with such a weapon if the attacking model's unit remains stationary this turn add one to the attack's hit roll keep in mind that means all models have to stay stationary that mm. has been um spelled out before above I was say codified. yeah no i, I stopped myself because you made fun of me so uh, <laughs> i <laughs> i've adjusted yes. my behavior um yeah cool very nice in general it looks like on models that would take the heavy penalty in uh ninth edition they're getting one worse ballistic skill but if they stand still they're getting a positive um which is interesting because it means that it's harder to buff those squads so heavy weapons are harder to hit on. Like you, it'll be unlikely to hit on twos, for example, if you were previously hitting on you know, threes or something along those lines. This one is a spicy meatball and not one that I am keen on. Hazardous basically boils down to after you've made your attacks with hazardous weapons. So there's no gets hot on ones. It's that's gone. It's not in your hit rolls. You're not re-rolling your gets hot. Each hazardous weapon, not hazardous shot, so if you've got a rapid-fire plasma gun, you shot two shots, but each gun just rolls a single dice, um, rolls a d6. For each roll of one, that test is failed, and one model from that unit equipped with the hazardous weapon is destroyed, selected <laughs> by the controlling player, unless that model is a character, monster, or vehicle, in which case it suffers three mortal wounds instead. Woof. That is absolutely fucking brutal. Didn't uh, want to play Hellblasters anyway. Yeah. And if you've got a character with a plasma gun, a plasma pistol um he has to take the the rule uh he has to take the wounds if he shot the gun you know there's or no she. passing it off yeah, or, or she or they <laughs> Wait, what's that for? is that is that monty python i'm thinking of he or she why are you so obsessed with being a woman stan there we go that was it um <laughs> <laughs> i watched a lot of monty python growing up that's uh that's that's just uh, yeah 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 we know man we we really know <laughs> i don't quote money python to you but i should no no but you've I got should. that vibe you've got that i've got that vibe you've got yeah. that i i see a student vibe right <laughs> <laughs> hot theater uh, student energy i i will take it um i've been called a lot worse chris symbol says <laughs> yes it's a shame for the magna rail rifle uh Ooh, is that magna hazardous rail rifle? I don't know if it is, but if it is, sucks to suck. 
I will be probably taking, yeah, no passing Iron Blaster wounds off to drones. I will probably be taking all my cyclic, cyclic ions off my crisis suits. I'm already thinking about putting double flamers on them because being able to overwatch in the movement phase, just having that board control, people oh, move up. Feel, feel yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I want to I play Chaos Knights to start off with because I think that's something that I can plop on the table without having to like pull things apart or or buy a load of things from what I have. Mm. And then we'll see how the meta develops and go from there. But, I think uh, Knights is a hot take. I, I agree. I think Chaos Knights will be a nice one. We've got, we've got, we get to see Knights tomorrow. I'm so, like, I know it's Imperial Knights. I just want to see the toughness of a big knight, the toughness of a small knight, and a big weapon. Give me those three and I'll be happy. Concerning heavy and the new grudge tokens. Ah, yes. Chris says um, concerning heavy weapons. So it'll be hitting on fours. Um, so, in, yeah, ah. yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, plasma Inceptors are now really bad, says Lewis. Um, unfortunately, they have been for a while. Apart from that 20 minutes where they got buffed to 40 points a model and then Games Workshop went, hold on a second. This is too much. Um, it's a shame. I really like the models. Devastating wounds. Each time an attack is made with such a weapon, a critical wound inflicts a number of mortal wounds on the target equal to the damage characteristic of the weapon and the attack sequence ends. This is cool. I like it. It means, you know, sixes to wound to a mortal wound on your assault cannon. Very nice. If your assault cannon, for example, was supercharged somehow and did three damage, if you had a weapon that was devastating wounds, did three damage, if you roll a six to wound, or a critical wound, you're just doing three mortal wounds. As, again, as long as they're they're making these correctly and they're not supercharging the damage, I like it. You just, you know, you're lining up combinations there. I, I like leaving the, the door open a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, oh, they, 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 you know, this, this might be breakable. This feels very breakable. It does, um, but again, I'm I'm going into 10th with a positive mindset. I'm believing that they are going to limit the amount of um, buff stacking, which was the problem in 9th. It's not, you know, necessarily, oh, it's the re-rolls, or it's this or that. It's having everything layered on top of each other. Uh, maybe Plasma Inceptors have one gun with twin links, says Chris. That's a, that's a good shout. That would be, you'd still die quickly, but you would be... You know, that's actually pretty scary. A lot of strength 8 AP3, 2 damage guns, I'm assuming, that reroll wounds. I'll be interested to see that. However, devastating wounds. The thing that might cause it issues <laughs> is the rule that's right to a next it. I'm going to go out of sequence here because anti. Each time an attack is made with a weapon against a target with the keyword after the word anti, an unmodified wound roll of a X plus scores a critical wound. That means if you have anti-infantry 4 plus so you have a critical wound on a 4 plus and you have devastating wounds any 4 plus is a mortal wound and that is where i'm not so keen mm. yeah well it we'll doesn't feel like a great rule i think it's necessary for the toughness creep they've gone for uh, I say toughness creep. I mean that in the most positive way. Uh, I'm a big fan of the toughness being expanded. Having eight as like a, a theoretical cap doesn't actually really make much sense. Being able to expand it up gives you more room to play with. But we'll uh, we will. Kind of reminds me. Are you a Magic the Gathering player? I don't play, but I I know. There was a there was a obviously there's a there's a bunch of rules called protection from, and mm. you'd be protection from black, protection from blue. And it really makes some games just unbearable to play. Yeah. Makes it very and rock, paper, scissors. And you brought absolutely. the rock, but your opponent has the paper. You're just like, guess I've got to play three rounds of this. Cool. So there's an interesting thing here where, you know, as, as meta game players, people who are yeah. aware of the meta game, 
Like someone starts, oh, it's a spam list. Oh, great. Okay, well, spam lists are in. We're going to take anti-infantry. And I, that's quite cool because then it keeps things moving, flowing a bit more uh, fluid. However, if there's something that is just savage against most things, but then extra good against everything else. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that this I'm could... assuming that they're going to write the rules correctly and they're not going to give autocannons uh, anti-vehicle. They're going to give, you know, dedicated <laughs> yeah. tank weapons anti-vehicle. Get and anything. Dedicated infantry weapons anti-infantry. Assuming that they don't do some sort of, like, bizarre cock-up which makes, you know, strength 5, AP 2, 2 damage the best gun in the game again. Um, mm -hmm. We will... I, I think it'll be fine as long as they don't have a monkey on a typewriter writing uh, it's, it's fine. How many there's, How many units are there in, in 40k what? 30? The nice thing is, especially because they're starting off with the data sheets, um, the, the indexes, they can catch that and fix it very quickly. So True. I'm, I, we'll, we'll see, but I'm, I'm feeling positive so far. Sustained hits. Uh, weapons with sustained hits. If you um, make a critical hit, which I think at this point we've only seen sixes, I don't know if there's any way to increase the critical hit threshold, um, you get a number of additional hits. We saw that on the Plague Marine. Uh, no, the, the Blight Lord Terminator data sheet. If they're um, making attacks, they have sustained hit ones in melee. If they have, if they're on a point that they control, they have sustained hits too. I think it's great. It's, you know, it just means that you can you can play around with it. Lots of rule, lots of armies have access to exploding sixes. Codifying it, make it so easy to be like, you know, this. Uh, you'd never have a rule that was like, have exploding sixes, but if you're holding an objective, have sixes to hit counters two additional hits, because it's so wordy and it just never mm. would have popped up. This gives it's you that. not the design place. philosophy of this edition. Yeah. this It's smooth. It sums it up. And it gets extra hits on sixes, which is the most fun thing in the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. And it that is the correct, great, right? the correct opinion. As a, an, uh, did I say codify? Kalmar says I should oh, say yeah. the thing. I, I must have done. Uh, I'm just going to get a t-shirt printed with that on. Extra attacks. We have seen that you can only make attacks with one melee weapon. That is right. You don't get to make 37 attacks with your Gilliman. The world is in tears. However, weapons with extra attacks can make the attacks listed on the profile there. So if you've got extra attacks three, you get to make three additional attacks with that weapon. Mm. Um, it, Examples being Misericordia. Misericordia would be a good one. Um, or all of the demons rules we saw. Obviously, at the moment, they've got rules to give them extra attacks. We're just seeing that continued through. Mm -hmm. Nice and easy, seeing it codified. And... It's yeah, not fun it... when you enjoy it, Ed. <laughs> um, it looks here like you can still make all of your attacks with those. So, for example, when I charged a load of um, Gene Steel and Neophytes last night with my Sagittarum, and I made, you know, 12 attacks with the Misericordias, I could still do that next edition, which is great. Great roll. Love it. Anti, we have done already. Oh, I think that might be all of our keywords. What's your favorite mm. keyword? Ooh, not I, my, well okay without being a horrible miserable northerner I, i'm not a big fan of that anti as i said but yep. um heavy i like precision that seems like it's my vibe um precision is um sixes to hit or to woo no that's getting the characters yeah and, and torrent cool. uh, torrent and twin link seems pretty cool as well so um i, I you know what i'm i'm just i think there's a, good, a good mix there's a good mix Harking back to the Tyranid Reveals, the um, detachment that we'll be starting with, you get to choose 
whether you want your entire army to have precision hits. Mm. Um, what was the what were the other two? Uh, sustained oh. hits or devastating wounds, maybe. Uh, can't think. Uh, I can't think. Lethal hits. I remember. Lethal hits. Lethal. That was it. So you could, you know, auto wound vehicles, or you could get exploding hits against uh, infantry, or you could pick out characters, which is a really mm. nice, flexible rule. Uh, obviously, we had those all explained before now. Yeah, but it's just, until I have to put nice. it in my list. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I don't think Tyranids are going to be anywhere near as good this edition as they were last one. I think no, they will still no. be fine, but yeah. But yeah, these, this this Eldar farce here that I'm painting says otherwise as well. Oh, you're branching out, are you? To a different yeah. scene, Osami. Oh. Very cool. Very cool. So, charging. This is a five-step process. Select units, select targets, make charge roll, make charge move, repeat. Nice and easy. Cool. So, any eligible units that you want to charge into close combat, you can select the units one at a time to declare a charge. Unlike 8th edition, where you declared all of them. Remember that? That was wild. Uh, once all of the charges have been resolved, progress to the fight phase. It can still only charge if you're within 12 inches. Even if you have some way, like bonuses to your charge, you can't declare if you're over 12 inches away. Great rule. Love it. Um, you can't charge if you advanced or fell back, if you're within engagement range, so you can't charge out of combat. And you can't charge if you're an aircraft. Great. All makes sense, as it is currently. Love to see mm -hmm. it. Charging with a unit. Once you have selected an eligible unit to declare a charge, you select one or more enemy units within 12 inches. Um, you make the charge roll rolling 2d6. That's the maximum number of inches you can make. For a charge move to be possible, the charge roll must be sufficient to enable the charging unit to end that move within engagement range of every unit that you selected, same as it is in ninth, um, without moving within engagement range of enemy, enemy units that were not a target of this charge, same as it is, and in unit coherency. So, so far, we're looking at exactly the same as we're at. Uh, if they can't, the conditions can't be met, the charge fails and it can't move, otherwise it's successful. Move the charging, all the models in the charging unit uh, up to the number of inches. When doing so, each model in the charging unit must end its charge move closer to one of the units selected as a, of a charge, target of its charge, which means you can still do some slingshot shenanigans, but you can't do as much. Um, oh. Right now, I believe you don't have to do it. Uh, 6++ Gaming, that's us, says, This is again proof that the leaker is a World Eaters player. You can tell by the massive shadow of the penis. Yes, on uh, the charge page. On the charge page, yeah. Uh, we'll ignore that it was on the shooting page as well. So, um, if you can also move a charging model so that it ends its charge move in base-to-base -base contact with one or more enemy models while still enabling the charging unit to end its move, satisfying all of the conditions above, you must do so. Bit wordy. But it just means that you have to move into base to base if you can. So they're trying to cut down on the amount of combat phase shenanigans. I don't love that because yeah. I'm pretty okay at the fight phase, charge phase movement. And it's definitely a big skill expression that you can have. Uh, especially if you're playing a shooting army. I love really min-maxing the charge phase as a shooting army. I think it's fine it's going away. Because the percentage of players who can really use that to a high level is low. When I go to tournaments, you know, you see the three and two players typically not making the most out of it. You see the four and one players who have a pretty firm grasp on it. And then you'll play someone fantastic and you'll go, shit, I didn't know you could do that. Like, I'm learning now. So um, I think there's still going to be shenanigans. I think it's just curtailing some of the most abusive stuff. Egregious. Yeah. Charging nice. over terrain. 
uh, unless otherwise stated, it can be moved over terrain feature when it makes a charge move, but not through it. So this is the same as the movement. You ignore any two inch or shorter terrain. Otherwise you lose movement moving over it. Jobs are good. Charging with fly. When a model with fly starts or ends a charge move on a terrain feature, instead of measuring the path it has moved, you instead measure through the air, so diagonal again. In addition, it can be moved over other models as if they were not there. A model that can fly cannot end its move on top of another model. So basically, now you can charge vertically, which mm. charging... And over your opponent's units. Uh, yes, you could do that currently. You could move over you... units, but you can move over terrain. I thought you can't move. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting. Me it's yeah, yeah, it's because it's different to how it was in eighth. That's it. It trips a lot of people up. Um, but don't worry about it. The rules are changing, <laughs> and now they're clear again. So that's great. Um, mm -hmm. Does that mean? Am I missing any any little interactions there? Um... I don't think so. This feels like the charger phase feels like something where it's been massively simplified. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And a bit of practice, yeah, a bit of um, implementation. Yeah, I'm definitely not seeing a way to abuse this, but when we put models on the table, I'm really looking forward to finding. Oh, you to bet there it. is. Hundred percent fight phase. So fight phase, pile in, make attacks, consolidate. Easy stuff. People who like melee don't have to be able to think good. So that's a that's a winner. Definitely not making stereotypes as someone who likes to play shooting armies and looks down on those filthy peasants who bring big sticks and uh, no high-tech weaponry. When a unit piles in, you move each model in that unit that is not already in base-to-base -base contact, so you still can't move if you're based, um, with an enemy model up to three inches. This is a pile-in move. For a pile-in to be possible, a unit must be able to end these moves with an engagement range of one or more enemy units and in unit coherency. If these conditions cannot be met, no models in the unit can make pylon moves this phase, and you progress to making melee attacks with this unit. Otherwise, the unit can make pylon moves. So, if you can't pile in towards a unit, you don't get to pile in. And it, you have to be within three inches. You can't pile into the closest enemy unit to get extra movement if they're not going to, you know, you can't do shenanigans like that. Mm -hmm. You can still do shenanigans as long as you're ending in combat. And I believe you have to be... So it makes it tricky for like massive horde units, right? Because say you've got like a horde unit that's maybe three, four rows deep. Yeah. The front line will be able to pile in. The yeah. second line might be able to. By the time they've got away, they're going to pull the other guys out of coherency because they can't go that far, right? They can't move um, on. It's, it's the unit. So you can, I believe you can't make the unit coherency. So the rest of the models can pile in closer. Um, mm -hmm. You just can't make a pile-in unit move if you can't move your like any models closer. Right, I got you. Clear. Okay. So it basically, you can't pile in if you're not in engagement range and you won't get into engagement range is, is how I'm reading it. Clear. Also, you have to move close to the closest enemy model as it currently stands. However, if you can end the move in base-to-base -base contact with one or more enemy models while still satisfying all of the conditions above, it must do so. That means there is 100% going to be some jank. And I don't know how you're pulling it off yet, but you're going to set up your charges so models are like 3.1 inches away from the model that you want them to end up near so you can pile in not get based move as close as possible or you know do some shenanigans so that all of the requirements above are not met so you don't have to base to base the models there's going to be something in there and uh, we'll see if that gets caught and fixed but making melee attacks select the weapon 
Right. <laughs> Looks like our Lakers selected his weapon. <laughs> yes, he did. Sorry, I can't help but make these jokes. Hey, it's, it's, it's literally over funny. make melee attacks. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you pick a weapon. You get to pick with one. Uh, well, it says which which models fight. We should say I should read that out. Uh, basically, it's if you're within engagement range in base to base with their models or in base to base with one of your models that's in base to base with one of their models. So basically the uh, the old 0.5 inch of 0.5 inch fighting through, it's now base to base. So you can chain attacks through, but it's only two rows and it's only if you are literally touching the models on in all points. We don't see what engagement range is codified as. I think it's going to be a half inch, um, but we haven't actually seen it yet. So we'll just assume that it's still like a half inch or an inch, um, but it might just be that engagement range is base to base. I don't think that's the case, but we'll we'll see. Select a weapon. topic of discussion at the moment, right? It definitely is, yeah. yeah. Um, select a weapon. Use one of the weapons on its data sheet. If it has more than one, you can only use one unless it has extra attacks. Nice and easy. Uh, and then more guff there. Yeah, literally just make one. I'm I'm not reading every word here. Oh, I, I will never get to eat. I haven't had dinner yet because yeah, I was going to say, man. Like I think I think this is all the same, right, Mister? Yeah. So we'll just we'll whiz through. Select targets. You've got to select an enemy unit um, that is in engagement range, base to base, or base to base to base to base. If the melee weapon is uh, making more than an attack, you can so you, you can still split attacks per weapon. So as it is currently. If you've got a captain with six attacks and he has a sword, he can make three attacks into one guy, three attacks into another. That's fine. It's just ranged weapons that are capped at all my assault can attacks have to go into a single model. Uh -huh. uh, if there are no eligible targets, that unit cannot make melee attacks this phase, but can still consolidate, same as it is currently. Um, make attacks follows the same attack sequence, which is the same. Um, and again, you've got to make all of your profile attacks into the same target, and then you've got to make all of your attacks with the same weapon. So if you're splitting attacks, do it all into one squad, then to the next squad, and within that, all of the same profile, then the next profile, then the next profile. No getting funny with your damage. <clears throat> Jobs a good one. All attacks are resolved, even if no models in that unit remain. That's important. That is a rule that people miss at the moment. If you're shooting weapons that with Gets Hot or Hazardous in 10th edition, um, you still have to make those attacks and you still have to roll to see if you kill yourself. Ooh. I don't think we've seen any Hazardous attacks yet in melee. Oh, melee no. Why not? Why not? Consolidate. Bring it, make it happen, GW. <laughs> Absolutely. Gets Hot. After a unit is finished making all its melee attacks, it consolidates. You can move each model in that unit that is not already in base-to-base -base contact up to three inches. Uh, a unit must be able to end these moves within engagement range of one or more enemy units and in unit coherency. If these conditions cannot be met, then each model in that unit can instead make a consolidation move towards the closest objective marker, but only if after doing so, the unit is in within range of the objective marker and in unit oh coherency. God. Man, that is a lot of qualified basically you have to move as close as possible to um the well no you don't have to move as close as possible if you can base to base a unit you have to consolidate towards them if you decide uh -huh. to consolidate if you can't base to base you have to move closer but you don't have to move onto directly closer so there's some room for shenanigans there mm, if onto. you can't do either of those 
you oh, sure. can consolidate closer to an objective, but only if you're going to end in range of the objective. It's wordy, but they're trying to cut down on the bullshit. Um, at so this it's point, so you, and that's a can, so it's not a have to. Yeah, so you can stay still. Yeah, because that's important for things like, I mean, at the moment, you know, you would codex it with codex warfare. No, it's the other one, shock shock tactics, where you don't might not want to stand in an objective. You don't want to be unwillingly pulled onto objectives so your opponent can kill you off the objective. That's correct. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So this 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 little graphic here they have is why I believe that engagement range is still an inch or a half inch, because it says here on part B, five of the termagons are within engagement range. As you can see, only three of them are base to base. They've got mm. one here and you've got one here that are not. They are within about half an inch. And then the red models are fighting through. And the verbiage is that they are in base to base of a model that is in base to base. It doesn't say base to base of a unit with an engagement range. So I think that we're still looking at a half inch engagement range. So you're not looking at like a 10 inch charge out of deep strike. You're still looking at a nine inch, but we will see um, when, you know, the last few bits of the rules get leaked. And then there are piling in and it's <clears throat> just explaining more of the same. We have got here the anatomy of a data sheet. I think we've seen enough data sheets to understand them. <laughs> if you yes. haven't uh, paused the video now, I've got part one and part two. I'll leave that there for a second. I'm not going to go through it. This is, you know, the sort of stuff that we're expecting to see. The war gear options, the only interesting bit. Um, I don't know whether we'll be seeing points on here. It doesn't look like it. I think points might be agnostic of the data sheets and we'll just see them separately. I am expecting to see weapon options be free as much as possible. That's something they mm. were trying to do in ninth edition. Yeah. Space Marines, you might still be paying for your options. I'm sorry. You've got too many options to make them free and make balancing easy. It's like, why do warriors, tiered warriors, why were all of their options the same price on release? Some of them were just better than others. Um, yeah, so this is more just anatomy of. Quickly down the side. Oh, sorry, you were going to go. Or were you just breathing? Oh, no, no. Uh, no, I was just breathing. Um, <laughs> That's I, all right, I, then. The, the the next interesting bit I think I found is uh, is deployment abilities. But unless you... Which is the page below that one. Uh, just quickly, leadership tests, which is 2d6, beat the beat or equal the leadership. Yeah. That's fine. Random characteristics, move d6. Yeah, it tells you how to roll dice. Aura abilities. <laughs> um some affect multiple models or units in a given range. These are known as aura abilities and are tagged with the word aura, the way that they were meant to be a ninth edition, but it wasn't consistent. A model with an aura ability is always in range of its own aura. Nice to have um, spelled out there. A unit can be affected by more than one aura ability at a time, but if a unit is within range of the same aura more than once, it only applies once. Cool. So we're just getting confirmation that you can't use the same ability multiple times, obviously. Psychic weapons and abilities. Some weapons and abilities can only be used by psychers. Such weapons have the psychic tag. Uh, if they cause any units to suffer one or more wounds, each of those wounds are considered to be inflicted by a psychic attack. I don't think that's in any way a positive from the things that we've seen so far. I think that's just going to be if you have, for example, a librarian in a Terminator squad who gives a four up feeling of pain against psychic attacks. That's what we're going to see here. So mm -hmm. Grey Knights are going to really struggle into that four-up field of pain against psychic attacks. Mm -hmm. Deployment abilities. As you said, the next interesting bit. Deep Strike. During declare battle formation step, if every model in this unit has this ability, so again, no attaching a normal captain to a Terminator squad and deep striking, uh, you can set it up in reserves instead of on the battlefield. 
In the re reinforcement step of one of your movement faces, you can set this up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches horizontally away from enemy models. So no getting shirty with, you know, flying models being, you know, diagonally away, but less than and ignoring vertical movement the way that there was at one point in ninth edition. Same as it is, just cutting out any room for funny business. Mm. Scouts <laughs> looks interesting. Very Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Yeah, so what they do is they tend to have because like... it's ten paragraphs. Yeah, well, there's that as well. Yeah, uh, but it's like an ability and X, so mm -hmm. it's so they can you know up and down the power level of something or, or make things a little bit more unique, but while making the rule very simple. Yeah, we're seeing that a lot with the way they're wording rules, like precision hits, mm. uh, not precision Melt hits. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good example. I think it's great. Um, yeah, so basically, at the start of the first battle round, before the first turn begins, so after you know who's going first or second, um, you can make a norm normal move up to X, as if it was your movement phase, as can any dedicated, de dedicated transport <laughs> model that such a unit starts the battle embarked within, provided to only models that are embarked have the scout keyword. So you can still use your dominions to pregame move the emulator that you're in. However, you can't use that to get your repenture closer to your opponent's um, models. It must end more than nine inches away from enemy models horizontally. Basically, mm -hmm. the same as scout moves, but it's just tied up and removing any potential abuse cases where you use a single scout character to ferry a unit of melee models forwards in a transport. Infiltrators. Um, if every model in the unit has this ability, it can be set up on the battlefield more than nine inches away from the deployment and enemy models. Same as it is, but you can just put a single keyword instead of having to write out a mini paragraph for each unit. Leader. Some characters have leader on their datasheet. They are known as leaders, and the units they can lead are listed on their datasheet. We've seen this already. You mm -hmm. can only put leaders in certain squads. That is again another reason that i'm feeling quite positive about 10th because it's it's limiting any abuse case all they have to do is go which squads is this going to be okay with will a four up feel no pain for example break the game by putting it on this squad yes cool don't put it on the list of squads they can join it's like mali chima reaches for a data sheet and someone slaps his hand away goes, oh god damn it <laughs> he'll find something don't, he'll don't find it that, that guy will find it he will indeed so during the declare battle formation step for each leader in your army, um, you can select one of those bodyguard units. The leader will then attach the bodyguard unit. So you don't do it on your data sheet. You do it after you've seen your opponent's army, but when you're declaring transports and the like, I believe that cool. is. Like um, when the bodyguard unit contains a leader, it's known as an attached unit, and the exception of rules that are triggered when units are destroyed is treated as... Yeah, cool. So just back to what we saw earlier. If you destroy, destroy the leader the squad just goes back to being normal and vice versa. Um, each time an attack targets an attached unit, until the attacking unit has resolved all of its attacks, you must use the toughness characteristic of the bodyguard models in that unit, even if the leader has a different toughness characteristic. Good for support characters, bad for hive tyrants in tyrant guard. Um, the attacks can't be allocated to a character model in the unit, even if it's lost one or more models, uh, one or more, one or more wounds, sorry. So that's good if you've got an attached unit um, and, you know, you take a wound from precision fires that your opponent then can't just turn three demolisher cannons on the squad and go, cool, take some <laughs> saves on your El Capitan, which is, you know, definitely the abusive case that was coming. Mm. Um, 
As soon as the last bodyguard has been destroyed, any attacks made against that unit that have yet to be allocated can then be allocated to the character models. That seems fine. I'm sure there's going to be a couple of feel bad models uh, moments. Very much the Tyrant Guard and the Hive Tyrant example. We know that the Hive Tyrant has got a higher toughness. But if he's joined Tyrant Guard, who are maybe toughness six or seven, and they fail loads of, uh, you know, the opponent wounds loads of times, that could suck. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I think most of the time we're going to see that not matter at all. Stratagems. I think we're coming to the end here, but this might be the the big one. Let's, Um, uh, let's, Let's rattle through a few of these. We will do. We'll rattle through all of them. Um, oh, just to say, there's only, um, I think, nine in total, something like that. Oh, okay, fine. Let's do so, it. stratagems, we're working with the assumption that you start with zero CP and you get one per player turn each. So you'll be getting two a battle round, ten over the course of the game. And then it tells you all the different types. They didn't matter in ninth, apart from some very niche rules. They're probably not going to matter in tenth. So, fuck them. Command reroll. Um, in any phase after you've made a hit, wound, damage, save, advance, charge, desperate, escape, hazardous, or after you've rolled the number of attacks made within a weapon on a D6 or uh, multiple D6 for an attack model unit from your army, you can re-roll. Cost 1 CP. Does what it says on the tin. They've expanded it to include hazardous and desperate escape from what you can do at the moment. Nice and easy. Uh, counteroffensive. This is interrupt one unit after your army that is within engagement range of one or more enemy units and has not already selected to fight this phase fights next after an enemy unit has just fought exactly the same as it is two cp on that one epic challenge here's the interesting one fight phase Mm. when you have a character unit that is uh, in range of an an enemy unit with an attached you know so it's, it's you've got your terminators and your terminator librarian um, the character gets the buff. So if the, even if the character's in an attached squad, his squad don't get it. It's only he's challenging the opponent, opposing um, character. Mm-hmm. And until the end of the phase, all melee attacks made by that model have the precision ability. That means you are going to be absolutely chipping away at support characters. If you've got a melee character in your squad, you're going to spend a CP and you're going to kill their support character, which is going to be important because as we're seeing, only one character can join a unit unless there are exceptions such as lieutenants, which they have been shown to uh, to have. So you're going to be able to pick out that support character a lot of the time, I think. Uh-huh. Any thoughts on that one? It was. Um, uh... I think I'm interested in it because um, I'm unsure how often you're going to be um, attaching your character, right? Because some, you know, you can only be. It feels like most options. of the time you're going to be attaching them. I don't think there's going to be a lot of lone ca- uh, operatives. Hmm. Well, I think I'm unsure. Obviously, there's so many characters in the game, right? There's be some that really benefit from being attached. There'll be some that literally you never do. Mm. Um. And I wonder where the sliding scale kind of ends up in terms of what's more common. Um, I don't want, I, I'm not going to say like I know, but I just think it's going to be interesting to see how relevant this is. It depends what buffs we get. Like, yeah, I exactly. think I think it's going to vary by army as well. Like Necrons, 100%. their detachment ability that they're going to get for indexes is plus one to hit if you have a character attached. So they're going to have characters nice. in as many squads as possible. Um, and as Gelmar says, I imagine most characters buff their units. I think that is what we've seen so far. But then you've got people like Gilliman who have aura abilities of badassery. And he is, yeah. Chris says this could really suck when you're the Hive Tyrant. It could do, but it's their time to get shafted. So I'm not going to be too, uh, too sad. It. Mate, I abused Flyrance, you know, 
for a good six, eight months. But, you know, if it's their time of the bin, it's their time of the bin. Mm. I do have four. Insane Bravery. This one is interesting because Battleshock is going to be so impactful. To As a reminder, if you fail Battleshock, you can't have strategies used on you, stratagems used on you, and you can't have, you can't control objectives. So it can be absolutely devastating, especially if you, for example, are playing against a Tyranid player and they Battleshock you um, across the board and suddenly you go from holding three objectives and scoring 15 to holding one and only scoring five. Um, that could be absolutely massive. This stratagem is one CP and basically you are you turn off Battleshock. You become unbattleshocked, as if you pass the dice roll. So it's like the current stratagem, only before you had to call your shot, you didn't take the test, you just automatically passed. That was capped as a once per game and it was two CP. Now it's after you fail mm. and it's one CP. I know we're seeing a lot less CP in the game. I think this is going to be used a lot. Yeah. Galmar says, crucially, only works in the battle shot phase. That is true. So if we see rules that make you take battle shot tests in other phases, that could... Um, you won't be able to use this strategy. Well, you'd be battle shocked in your turn in, in that phase. And then when you go to your next command phase, you just use this, right? Yes, but it's important because you could, for example, if you don't care about the amount of uh, objectives your opponent's holding as a Tyranid player, mm -hmm. you don't use this stratagem in their command phase, but use it in their movement phase, mm -hmm. and they remain battle-shocked, and they can't use offensive or defensive strats because right, they're battle-shocked. Yes, yeah, for the most part. I was thinking of scoring win. them scoring. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really good point that Gomaris brings up. Um, if you shadow the warp at the start of the command phase, it wouldn't help. No, but you, you can. I don't think you do it at the start of the phase. I think you do it at any point in the phase, uh, if I remember correctly. So you can make your opponent take their normal battle shock tests, then go, cool, do it again cool. with my <laughs> again. Yeah, and again. One more Another time. One. Um, so yeah, interesting to see how that one plays out. It looks like a really um, potentially strong rule that you have to actually think about. Grenade. Grenade. One CP. Take cover. In the yeah. shooting phase, no. No, not take cover, because grenades will pull you out of cover. It's the opposite. Um, you ha you select one unit of yours with the grenade keyword. Grenades have gone from being just a shit roll, a shit weapon that you roll yeah. one of before you roll all the pistols in your witch unit to just a keyword that gives you a strat. Um, roll 6d6 against a unit with eight, eight inches on a 4 plus 2 somewhat wounds. 1TP, 3 Mortal Wounds, we're back to the efficiency of Mortal Wounds strats that we saw in 8th edition. If you were spending 1CP to do 3 Mortal Wounds, you felt good about it. Mm. At that point, you had a lot more CP, so maybe this doesn't make the cut. But I think it's a nice tool to keep in your back pocket. I think it's a good, nice way to maybe finish off a character or something. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you, yeah, if you're, you know, charging with intercept, interceptors, intercessors, sorry, and you, the character's got three wounds left, and you're like, I'm not going to do much. Yeah, that's a that's a very fair point. Um, tank shock. Speaking of good value for CP, this is, I think, potentially nuts. Because it says, you use it in your charge phase, and you select one vehicle unit from your army. This is vehicles. It's not monsters. They don't want Carnifexes doing it. They don't want you know, any monster doing it, but you can do it with knights, which is going to be interesting. And that's Unless important. knights have a different keyword. To be uh, yeah, sure, but I think they're going to be vehicles, because otherwise anti-vehicle right. as a keyword wouldn't work against them. Mm, it doesn't that. exclude walkers, which is what I think is interesting. So, 
Until the end of the phase, after unit, your unit ends a charge move, select one enemy unit with an engagement range of it, then select one melee weapon your unit is equipped with. So it's not the model strength, because that's gone. It's the weapon strength. Roll a number of d6 equal to that weapon strength characteristic. If that strength characteristic is greater than the enemy unit's toughness, roll two additional d6. For each five plus, that enemy unit suffers one mortal wound to a maximum of six mortal wounds. That is potentially a lot of mortal wounds for a CP. Mm. If you have, um, you only need to, need to roll ten dice to get the. Um, is that right? No, you have to roll twelve dice to get the, the cap of six mortal wounds on average. So if you have a strength twenty weapon, which is you know quite high, but possible, you know perhaps the the big gauntlet that the knights have will be strength twenty four mm-hmm. or something. So it's wounding land raiders on twos. You're going to get you know pretty consistently your mortal wounds there uh so it'll be interesting i also like the verbiage there until the end of the phase after your unit ends a charge move i know you can only currently make one charge move but and they have printed rules like this before if you can make a charge move kill something make another charge move the way that the um the squig rider the character for orcs can do maybe you'll get to do mortal wounds to multiple units and just like blast through units there Oh, what do you absolutely. think? No, I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's it's kind of tough because you know um, tagging guard players is the one is like a, a like a typical way of beating uh, those tanks, right? So they've tried to make it easier by shooting outside of combat, etc. Yep. But after they've that, made they their really melee weapons better. Get out of it. Say again. They've made the melee weapons better. Not significantly, yeah. but I think a land raider has six attacks, hitting on four, strength eight, AP zero, one damage. So it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's, yeah. I, I, I think it's interesting. I think it gives vehicles more play, and everyone's been complaining that there's not enough vehicles in ninth. I mean, not so much now. There's a little bit more now, but yeah. um, for this entire edition, it's been, uh, hey, do you have the bridge book keyword? Get yourself in. Yeah. Um, or fly. It looks like it could well be the the time of vehicles yeah. and dreadnoughts we've seen have lost their minus one damage minus one damage seems to have just gone away as a rule which is good i mm. hope it doesn't return or i hope it doesn't need to return um i hope damage is kept within a more reasonable bounds so Indeed, but... hopefully we'll see vehicles other than just dreadnoughts and carnifexes and explain rapid ingress to me because is this saying that you have to spend yes, a CP to bring your guys in no it's not so if you deep strike, you can deep strike normally. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have to pay CP for it. Do it at the end of your movement phase. All the same as normal. However, mm-hmm. you can use this stratagem at the end of your opponent's movement phase. Oh, and... that's what I missed. <laughs> yeah, you target one unit from your reserves. So, as we saw uh, previewed with the Terminators, you select your unit of Terminators. You spend one CP. And at the end of your opponent's movement phase, after they've done their reserves, you bring in your unit onto the battlefield as if it was the reinforcement step of your movement phase. So, after your opponent has moved to where they want to move, you get to put your models down. If you're playing against an army that is, you know, mostly a melee army, you just go, cool, here I am, I'm 12 inches away from you. But you're not going to be able to charge anyone. I'm going to move six or move five and have a very reasonable charge. You can't interact with me. If you're playing against a shooting army, you're going to go, cool, I'm going to sit in this little L ruin or whatever's on the table. You can't interact with me in a meaningful way. I think this is going to be disgusting. And yeah, I'm going to hate playing against it. Your opponent's turn after they've moved is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 
it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Can't wait to see the uh, U- U- UKTC and me video about this one, Ed. Yeah, well, Zach was making a joke about selling a hundred sets of plywood terrain, so I wonder if he's going to go to uh, Games Workshop terrain. Who knows? We'll, well see. We'll see. It's a good it's a good move for them financially, right? Because then everyone will have to buy their terrain. <laughs> yeah, uh, I assume these rules were written with Games Workshop terrain in mind more than ninth right. edition rules were. So oh, it'll be interesting system. to see how the game is played because that is a bit of information we're really missing alongside the uh, the missions. Cool. So uh, Fire Overwatch. This one's slightly different as well. So you can use this in your opponent's charge phase, and you can also use it in your opponent's movement phase. Just after an enemy unit is set up, or when a, an enemy unit starts or ends a normal advance, fallback, or charge move. So, you can use that to overwatch as you normally would. Um, if you, you can also overwatch with a unit that doesn't get charged by the looks of things. So, you select one unit in your army within 24 inches of the enemy unit and would be eligible to shoot. Your units can shoot that enemy unit as if it was the shooting phase. However, you only hit on sixes, uh, regardless of the ballistic skill. And you can only use the strat once per turn. So you can't double overwatch. You can't overwatch in their movement phase. And you can't then overwatch in their charge phase as well. Which mm. would be a bit oppressive. Mm-hmm. However, this has combined all spec scan and overwatch. And just shoot when someone's moved. Because fuck you, that's why. Um, you only hit on sixes at all times. So it's worse as like a, an all spec scan, deny deep strike type of jobby. But it is better in terms of just positional play. Interestingly, I think flamers are going to be very good. I was about to say, I'm just investing all my money into flamers. Yeah, which you have done already. So it's uh, it's going to work out well. Um, Gilmore says, "Thank fuck, no more one model eating my Overwatch. I can always hit the unit I want to." Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure how that interacts with people um, charging, and then you fire at the end of the turn. I'm assuming it works that way. Um, I'll be honest, there's a lot of words in there. I'm just going to assume it works the way that you think it should, and I'll think about the wording later on. Yeah, it says yeah. when your when your opponent's movement or charge phase, just after an enemy unit is set up, or when an or when enemy it unit starts, starts or ends. So oh, okay, ends... you could do it when it starts the charge. Oh, no, they still could soak the overwatch, because yes. if, if um, so if a model charges in, and you don't overwatch them, your the unit that you want to overwatch with will then be tied up. Exactly. So you could... The neighboring unit could overwatch for you, but um, your opponent can still tie you up. Okay, that's fine. Um, this is interesting. I'm really looking forward to shooting my opponents in their movement phase. Like, really looking forward to that. Um, and I am definitely... Flamers are going to be around. so good, eh? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be... <sighs> the problem is the stat line on them isn't actually that good. So it depends what people bring. If people are bringing yeah. lots of vehicles... Um... I'd say that Pyrovore stat, that's what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I we'll mean, see. it's a pre- it's it's ridiculous as it is now. So God knows, maybe maybe they've had their turn in the sun. I think if anything, it's going to go two d six shots four zero one and one d six shots six one two. That would be in line in sort of the the damage um, limiting that we've been seeing so far. But... Go to ground in your opponent's shooting phase after an enemy owner has selected one of its targets. Uh, you use it on one of your infantry squads. Uh, that was selected as the target of one of the attacks, you get a six-up invun and the benefit of cover. Great. Whoa. Go to ground. One CP. Um, this is good because it makes it worthwhile using on units in the open 
that are tanky, but also on trash guardsmen. Yeah, hard stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So just getting a six inch, a six up in fun is quite nice. Like it's not game breaking, but it's the sort of thing that you might go, I'm going to spend a CP here. Um, you know, you've got 20 shots that are hitting on threes, wounding on threes. I've only got 10 models, but if one of them survives, I get primary. Um, yeah, man. I'm a big fan of this. Yeah, I think it's just cool a, good, a good strat. You might not end up using it all that much, but it's it's a nice one to have. Uh, smoke screen. When you your opponent selects you one smoke unit from your army that is selected, you get the benefit of cover and stealth. So it's the strat as it is at current, but you also get cover. So basically, it'll be a tank with smoke screen, you know, the smoke keyword, and you go, your minus one hit me, and I've got plus one to your save. Really good use of a CP, I think, especially with AP being squished this edition. Uh And then I believe, finally, we have Heroic Intervention. This is weird as fuck. Um, (laughs) You you can no longer heroically intervene with characters. That's gone. So the positional play of putting Trajan in the middle of an objective and saying, come closer, I dare you, is dead. But now you're going to put an entire unit on a point and say, come closer, you're dead. The way it works... After your opponent has made a charge in their charge phase, you can then, with a unit that's within six inches of the um, enemy unit, if they would be eligible to declare a charge, so they haven't advanced in your opponent's turn somehow, um, I believe that would be how it worked, but say there's nothing stopping them from declaring a charge, they get to declare a charge including rolling 2d6 so i'm looking forward (laughs) to spending 2cp uh and trying to reach a unit that's within five inches and then failing my charge so good right absolutely heartbreaking um restrictions you can only select a vehicle unit if it's a walker note that for this charge to be successful your unit does not oh if the charge is successful you don't get any charge bonuses so you do not get fight first which is the same as it currently is but what's interesting is Heroic interventions at current is done at the end of the phase. So your opponent goes, I'm going to tie you up, I'm going to do all my shenanigans. In this case, your opponent makes the first charge, and if they somehow mess up the positioning, or if you have overlapped your units well, you just go, cool, now I'm going to charge you. And I think you can... Okay, so it's you've got to charge that unit and only that unit, so you can't tie up your opponent's units and prevent them from making charges, which is what I was kind of thinking. Oh, about one unit, yeah. But you can still, like, when you, previously your opponent would, like, charge you with something just terrible to stop you from heroicing in or something along those lines, now you're just going to go, you've made your first oh, but... charge, the important one that you wanted to save your CP reroll for? Cool. I'm going to heroic intervention now. Now you're... Uh, can you I... not, so, could you not place your models in such a way that when you do pile in, say, like, you've, your opponent's got two units next to each other, both of them are going to charge the unit you want to protect? Then you do Pilot this. happens in the next phase. That's the thing that's stopping you from... But couldn't you line your model so they couldn't run through them? Sorry, I, I think I've misunderstood what you were asking. No, I'm, me, I'm just thinking of ways to get around this, right? So so uh, I've, got two, I've, I've got two units that are charging. Mm-hmm. On the other side, I've got the character unit and a unit that I'm trying to protect on the objective, for example. Mm-hmm. So they fail a charge, and then I mm-hmm. go, ha-ha, heroic intervention. I'm going to go into that unit that just failed the charge, mm-hmm. for example. Uh, you have to make your charge move. You can't heroically intervene if they fail the charge. But I think it still works, for example, so go ahead. Yeah, okay. I think this is one we'll need to play out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Mm. It's so different to what we've seen. It's very difficult to conceptualize exactly what it does. I don't know if I like it. Uh, I don't like the idea of failing a heroic intervention after I spend two CP because I will not have a third CP to be able to re-roll that charge like 100%. There's no point in the game I'm going to have three CP. The only time you'd ever do this is if you are behind and then if you fail that charge, you feel like a complete dick. I think I think there's going to be a lot of times you're going to want to do it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of times you're going to want to sit on two CP. Um, That's what we are, yeah. Yeah, but you're only going to do it if you're behind and like this could change the game, blah, blah, blah. I don't I think, think if I'm, if I'm ahead, I do this. Play. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think it's good because you your opponent you can be ahead and your opponent can still make a charge that's going to decimate a unit, and True. if you can like trade up and just like cement the lead, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, what do you think about the strats? Because these are the ones that everyone gets. Um, I think there's some there's some funky stuff in here. That rapid ingress is bizarre. I love oh, it. Mate, that's going to be so frustrating to play against. Overwatch feels like something that could be broken but it's, it almost feels like too on the nose to be broken like would they let you do this in the movement phase if there was an easy way to break it i don't think i think you're right i err on a positivity on that i think that they're not going to introduce i don't, as bizarre I don't as this think it's necessarily going to be broken i think it's going to be frustrating to play against until we get used yeah. to it um, i think you have to hide behind terrain i mean if you, if you go up against flames you're gonna be like god i have to hide behind terrain everywhere yeah. um and oh so can you fire Overwatch if you can't see the? Uh, no, they it charge you from behind terrain. It still has to. Uh, you, I don't believe so because it'd be when they end a charge phase, but you wouldn't be an eligible unit to shoot. Right. So clear. I, I think you can still hide behind terrain. Galmara says okay. that it shuts down people trying to make hail mary plays. I thought in terms of the heroic intervention, uh, potentially. I think it'll get to the point where you know how we measure out and say you know. Am I free from heroic intervention? I think a lot of that will still happen and people will learn to play around it pretty quickly. It'll be harder to do because it's a six inch, but I think people will get pretty adept at still just avoiding the worst heroic mm. interventions. Um, cool. Strategic reserves. Is this the last bit? Cool. We'll this is the last bit. Yeah. Um, so they go into, you declare in the declare formation, battle formations, um, same as currently. I'm assuming declare battle formations is at the start of the game and it's not in your on your list building if i'm wrong this is fucking bizarre but we'll go like that um it can't be more than a quarter of your army so 500 points um you can't put fortifications into reserves because people are going to be taking those that's funny units that are placed into strategic reserves are called strategic reserve units can arrive later in the battle um except during the first battle round so that's good to know there's still no deep striking or reserves on turn one um, normally that's in like the tournament pack but they've just put it in here uh, and if they're not in the battlefield at the end of the battle they can't destroyed very nice setting up during the second battle round they can be wholly within six inches of any battlefield edge but no models in those units can be set up within the enemy deployment zone same as it is, 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 is. Yeah. same as it is currently and starting from the third battle round strat reserve units can come in from any battlefield edge including Ooh. Um, including your opponent. So it's literally anywhere on the board outside of nine inches horizontally. So this is exactly the same as it is currently, with the exception of you cannot set up on your own board edge the way that you can normally within an inch of it, but within nine inches of your opponent. So there's no coming in like into engagement range of your enemy, which is something you can do currently if they're in your deployment zone. Yeah. Um, or you, your, come out, you can edge. come into your on your opponent your opponent's board edge as well right 
Uh, you can on turn three, yeah. You can just turn come in three. from any. So that'll Again, be interesting. Good rules, right? It's just taking out that complexity. Like, you know, how many times you went, which one's my board edge again? <laughs> um, is it, is it literally last night Tom asked me that and in, you just look at it you go it, it's alright on the ones where only one board edge is fully in your deployment but when you've got like halves uh, that's when it gets a bit fucky mm. cool there yeah. was a second set of uh, pictures I think they're all in this folder and I'm too tired and hungry too yeah tired. that was that was two hours that Ed so hardcore yeah. man well done for, for speaking all the way through that <laughs> oh mate you can't shut me up just very quickly Gilmara says can you hold reserves beyond T3 now uh, yes according to these rules but I believe that we will see that limited in the tournament packs that is my expectation but good sh good mm. spot there so thank you very much to listen for listening to us ramble as you can hear i am losing the plot entirely um <laughs> when more stuff comes out we will probably do more speculative videos like this it's great to see some rules uh i'm liking the direction 10th edition seems to go in there's very mm -hmm. little in there that seems like it needs clarifying there is still tactical depth to the game they have removed some of the edge cases that i'm you know in favor of thanks for watching yeah thanks for watching everyone don't forget to like and subscribe Peace out.